This is Billy Mitchell, video game player of the century, and you're listening to Hit Start Now. This is Walter Day, and you're listening to HitStartNow.com. Hello and welcome to HitStartNow.com. Not SmackDoc, just straight HSN this time. And welcome to our Christmas special. Every year we do a Christmas bonus, we do a little award ceremony, and uh, we might drink a little eggnog, we might devour a little turkey, we might even devour a big fucking turkey. Mm, And uh, I'm sitting right here... With my extra tacky, extra cheap two euro Christmas hat on. And right on. I'm being joined by my good friend Matthew Corny. How are we, Matthew? Ah, <laughs> uh, not bad, not bad. It's pronounced Chorney, but don't I feel bad. Nobody gets it. my name right, so I don't tried feel so bad, hard, man. man. I tried so hard. Thank you so much for having me on your holiday special, uh, Spud. It's fucking awesome. Not a problem at all. Um, you know how we roll here. It's all. Kind of nice and chill. We'll more than likely spend the whole night talking about uh, Die Hard because it is Die Hard time of the year. It is Die Hard time of the year. In fact, if you don't mind, I'd like to open up with a question to you since you brought that up. Okay, hit me. What's the better holiday movie, Die Hard or Gremlins? Lethal Weapon. Mm. Oh, sideswiped you. Mm. It's a good call, but I don't know if I agree with that. Mine's, I, I, I mine's guess the, the real the real question is who'd win in a fight to the death, Martin Riggs or John McClane? John McClane, because Riggs wants to die, especially in that first movie. I don't know. That just gives him edginess. <laughs> John McClane literally runs through a mile of broken glass. Like Riggs may want to die, but he doesn't want you to be the guy to take him down. You know? Fair enough, but I mean, like I said, mile of shattered glass versus man with a mullet and a death wish. That's a heck of a mullet. It's a hell of a mullet. You are <laughs> absolutely right. Like, if, if 80s had a haircut, that would be on display right Yes, there. yes, the, it would. The quintessential 80s cut. Speaking of holiday movies, I decided to Christmas myself up before I came online here tonight. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I'm going to get in that fucking Christmas spirit. I turned on all the lights on the tree. I went mooching through Netflix. I had myself a uh, Black Christmas. Have you seen Black Christmas? I have not seen Black Christmas. Don't watch Black Christmas. What's Black Christmas about and why shouldn't I watch it? Uh, it's an old 70s horror movie uh, based around Christmas. And I thought, yeah, cool. 70s horror Christmas. There's all my favorite things. You know, uh, so I, I'd say I was about 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes into it when I realized, hang on. If somebody doesn't get naked or killed real soon, <laughs> I'm out of here. You know. So then I switched over to, uh, what was it, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Have you seen that? Oh, one of my personal favorite oh, dumb good, holiday man. movies. <laughs> yeah, people got their tits in, people got slaughtered right there. That a, real, a real horror flick, goddammit. That's absolutely right. 
<laughs> that got me in the air, in the holiday spirit. Have you seen uh, The Krampus yet? The newest holiday horror flick. I haven't. Is it good? I haven't seen it. I'm actually saving it for Christmas Day. Like, I'm going, me and a group of my asshole friends decided that that would be the best way to end the holidays to actually go on Christmas Day to see Krampus. And would the theaters be open on Christmas Day over in the U.S.? In America, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's one of the biggest, like, movies premiere uh, on Christmas Day here. Really? Yeah. It's, it's uh, generally speaking, um, come 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. When we're just sick of being with family, we're looking for a good excuse to get the hell out of the house and, and you know, and leave and do something else fun for the night. Uh, the movie theater is one of the few things that's actually open universally in uh, North America. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Yeah, um, it, I wouldn't have thought it. Over here, pretty much nothing's open. You might have a... Uh, well, you see here in the a states, where, if you will, you know, that's about see it. here in the states, we're a bunch of heathenistic, you know, commerce-hungry animals. <laughs> so, you know, if we got a chance to go spend money on, you know, popcorn and movie tickets, we're gonna fucking take the opportunity. Yeah, I can feel that for sure. You know, <laughs> take it about it now. Uh, Christmas Day is probably about the only day of the year where I actually watch some movies because they're always on the fucking TV, so you don't have a choice. You know. It's a whole thing. There's tons and tons of movies on Christmas Day here, and it's like, yeah, I might kick it. I might actually watch Gremlins, you know? Yep. Like, here, I don't, like, because I'm only going off of Doctor Who, which, forgive me, is the only TV show I know from your specific general area of the mm -hmm. world. But, uh, like, here, nothing premieres on Christmas. Like, you'd be hard, you're hard-pressed to find anything like you, anything but, like you said, movies and reruns on television here, because nobody's watching. Like, it's probably the most least, double negative there, it's the least watched TV day of the entire year here. Okay, okay. I, mean, I would say it would be a fairly big TV day here. That and, uh... Good Friday, because the pubs aren't open, so you got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, we don't let Rome or anyone else tell us when or when we can't drink. Oh, so. I wish it was the same, man. The I pubs wish it was don't, the fucking same. The pubs don't close on holidays here, depending on which region of this country you live in. <laughs> yeah, it's about the only two days you'll catch an Irishman sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it for granted they didn't get a takeout the day before and fucking plan ahead, like, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sorry, just to feed into this stereotype of how can I not. <laughs> so, like, so, like, the night before Good Friday, is everyone just hitting the liquor store like uh, people would hit a grocery store before a storm? It, just it, like, oh, as much as you can carry, it'd go. Be like alcoholic go. Black Friday. That's what it would be like. <laughs> just, are you just stealing whiskey bottles from children as they cry? <laughs> Quite great to this muck, like, you know. <laughs> awesome. But what we're going to do here tonight is, apart from talk about Die Hard, um, we are going to have a wee little kind of award ceremony like we do every year. For anybody who hasn't tuned into our Christmas bonus before, the way we do it is we line up a load of categories, throw down a couple of games into those categories, and choose games to kind of win those categories. You know, we have a couple of nominees, then we have winners. It's kind of like the Oscars, except it's a lot more prestigious. You know. Um, also, we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do tonight. But considering myself and Matt 
uh, from very different backgrounds game-wise. You know, uh, we're going to do the same thing we usually do here on HSN, and we're each going to pick a winner. So you get two winners for each category, and that way, if you're not happy, you know, you can fuck off. Basically. Everybody wins, just like the baby Jesus intended, guys. There you go. Brought exactly. it all the way around. So, yeah, have yourself a couple of cream-filled deities, and away we go. <laughs> I suppose the best thing to start off with is Bastard of the Year. Oof. So, uh, am I going first here? You go or? first. You're the special guest. Let's do this. I, okay. I'm not... I'm going to preemptively nominate a group of people for Bastards of the Year. And I'm sure they're all dudes, because there's no way any any woman would ever be part of this group, period. Um, shitty or otherwise. Uh, the assholes who decided last year's DDoS attacks on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network oh, and Steam weren't enough... No, that weren't enough, and are planning to do it again this year. Yesterday, the fucking uh, the threats already started pouring in to Sony and to Microsoft, saying that we will take your networks down again this year. Fuck those guys! That's all I, I, I have gotta to say. I wonder what level of scumbag you've got to be to not well, purposely wreck somebody else's day, but wreck somebody else's fucking Christmas. Wreck children. Yeah. By the thousands Christmas. I'd say a like, lot more than thousands, yeah. Like, we as adults can generally play and buy what we want when we want, and it's not a big deal. It sucks because, you know, we're paying for these subscriptions and we're paying for these games. But it's not horrid. Just like, like Spud, I don't know what the hell your childhood was like, but I'm just, just imagine... Remember I was telling you about we- Alcoholic Black Friday? Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, just imagine wee little child Spud gets Tekken 2 for PlayStation, and when he goes to plug it into his new PlayStation, he can't play the game because he can't run the update it needs to play the game mm-hmm. upon installation. Not only that, now imagine your parents have no clue how to run a modern console and don't know why it's not working, and they think it's broken. That's a hell for these parents and these kids, man, which should be a really cool moment they're having mm-hmm. together. And that's what type of scumbag these guys are. So, yeah, I think they got my nomination for is Absolute scumbag. Like, as I said, going out to ruin someone's fucking day is one thing, but ruining everyone's Christmas. Just yeah, ruining- for what? What's the point to prove, apart from the fact that you're a cock knocker? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not the pr- it's not for you to stand up against you know corporate tyranny. It's not to stand up against an injustice. It's not like like say what you want about like people who do stupid shit to make a point. At least they're trying to make a point. That's not condoning. It's just an understanding. Mm-hmm. These people have no point to make other than fuck you. That's why. Yeah. So let's ruin Christmas. They're, they're nothing more than cyber bullies. Yeah. On yeah, a of like scale. Of, of the largest magnitude. Yeah. And, and and that's the problem is like at most there can only be what, a couple hundred? But it's a couple hundred with a couple of thousand computers between all of them. And last year, like they brought PS down PSN down on its knees for four fucking days, I believe, before it got up and running. I believe that's and then the shit was down for quite a while as well. 
It, Xbox Live was down, fully down for 24 hours and actually managed to get back up. Now, both networks had spotty at best service for like weeks leading afterwards. But Microsoft, and the one thing I have to give them a hands up to, knows how to handle these attacks mm-hmm. much better than Sony did. I guess we'll see this time around. Ugh. I'm hoping they've got something to block it this time around. Because, like... DDoS is super hard to attack, uh, well, to stop the attack, because specifically you have to identify which are the bad, you know, uh, addresses trying to log in. And I'm sh- I'm sure Sony didn't lie when they said they spent a lot of money trying to better that. I just don't know how much better it's actually gotten, you know? And I need to count burglars they call themselves, like, fucking Lizard Tribe or something. It like was that. Lizard Squad last year. I, I forgot. Fuck me, I forgot the name of them this year. But they're going by, a, uh, maybe it's completely new people, and maybe they're worse than Lizard Squad last year. Who knows? Uh, but it sounds like, like we're living in a bad film. It's Attack from Lizard Squad. They're, they're, like, they're like the opposite of Anonymous. Like, you know how Anonymous, like, and I'm not talking bad about Anonymous <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, you know how Anonymous is kind of like, the cyber Robin Hood we all secretly wanted. Mm-hmm. These are the opposite. Like these, the, this is like the inevitable negative side that comes with it. Where it's like, oh no, you guys just break the law to be assholes. Yeah, and assholes you are. <laughs> if if they do go ahead and stop it, even for a couple of moments, I hope they all get arrested to fuck you. Know? A couple of them. They caught them somewhere in Central Europe. Uh, I forget specifically where. And I just know Sony like read a litany of charges that they were putting them up against, including industrial espionage and racketeering. And like I'm like, these are some super level felonies. And apparently, your government's not protecting you from Sony. So uh, have fun, fellas. Yeah. I, I know Good you guys tend to be yourself. a little bit more. I know you guys tend to be a little bit more forgiving in your courts over there, but you're probably doing some serious fucking time for this. Have fun. I, I, I hope they do. I think if it goes ahead, I hope they do do some serious time because you fucking deserve it, dude. You know, Yeah, like, you ruined Christmas. Yeah, you fucking and, Grinch. And unlike the Grinch, you didn't bring it all back and have a change of heart at the last minute either. You guys are just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, non-fory, non-green, non-push-nothing motherfuckers. They're, they're like Ebenezer Scrooge who woke up on Christmas morning and still said, ah, you know what, fuck it. But yeah. not only fuck it, I'm going to go burn the church down while I'm I'm going to go around the camera table with that big old turkey and he ain't getting fucking none of it. Yes. <laughs> he lives with a pig. Eat the fucking pig. I'm going to eat this in front of that fucking cripple. And <laughs> look at me, Timmy. Look at me loving it. Look at me. Every time he coughs, I'm going to blow more cigar smoke in his face. <laughs> I love it. So that's, yes. That's my nomination. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, my nomination, not quite as harsh. Um, mine is probably a bit self-centered, to be perfectly honest. I'm going to put up NetAround Studios for nomination this year. And oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little shocked, too. Um, mm. For anyone who doesn't know, NetherRealm Studios are the guys who make Mortal Kombat. And for anybody who ha- doesn't listen on a regular basis, Mortal Kombat is, without a shadow of a doubt, my personal favourite video game franchise of all times. 
which is why I'm putting them on the forefront for Bastard of the Year. Have you seen... I say, you literally inked them into your skin, haven't you? I like, have you are indeed, a yeah. diehard fan. Yeah, big time. I own a fucking MK2 arcade cabinet. Like, you know, I'm a big God fucking damn, fan. You know, I've, I've been a big fan since I was a kid. I remember getting fucking caught shoplifting Mortal Kombat Pogs. Man, I don't even <laughs> fucking play Pog. You know... Nobody ever played Pogs. You just collected them. No one ever. Uh, played somebody them. somewhere knew what was going on. They had one of those big fucking heavy metal Pogs, and they just yep, the Slammer, I believe, is what it was called. Well, what's the deal? You just troll that at other people's Pogs, and is that a game? No, you don't know how to play the game. It's the simplest fucking game in the world. Hit me. You go, you go, you go. Equal parts Pog. So if I'm going to add fifty to the stack, you have to add fifty to the stack, and uh, you'd stack them up. Side by, you know, you'd stack them up. One was for you, one was for the other guy. And you'd take the heavy one and you'd throw them. And the idea was to make the pogs go on the tail end. Because every time you made them flip, those were the ones you got to keep. Okay, okay. I didn't so, know that because I didn't so, get to keep the ones I tried to shoplift. Right, so imagine a super simplified Pokemon in which you got to keep the cards if you conquered it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what Pogs was. Oh, fair enough. Um, Which no one ever played because nobody wanted to give away their fucking cards. That makes sense. I don't think I'd run that risk. It's like pink slips with Pogs, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I broke the law for these, man. I'm just going to give them up. <laughs> Screw you. Fuck you. You ain't got Johnny Cage on. I ain't risking this shit. But the reason <laughs> I'm throwing NetherRealm Studio up at the moment is because... Following the release of Mortal Kombat X during the year, which I played a little of, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's really, really good. You know, I'm really enjoying it. I want to get some proper hands-on time so I can play through the story and all that kind of stuff. But at the moment, what I played of it, fantastic. Katana kicks ass, and that's all that matters. You know, I'm a big Katana fan. Is that your go-to character? Yeah, she's my girl. She's my girl. Yeah. You know, um, I... Used to play a couple of different characters, and I used to play Horden in Mortal Kombat 2. I was kind of flicked around between characters in between that and the last MK. And then I came back to her, and I was like, wow, she feels like she did in MK2 for the first time in like 20 years. So she's become my go-to now once again. But but NetherRealm, unfortunately, are releasing DLC all over the place for... uh, For Mortal Kombat X, and just throwing bullshit into the video game so the last couple of the last packet that came out included mm-hmm. predator and jason Voorhees, uh okay. the, uh, along with i think two mk cast you know the next pack that's coming out features a cyborg who i don't think it's been now two years he seems to be flicking through different cyborgs he's he's uh they, they're actually calling him triborg he's all of the cyborg oh, okay. ninjas and depending on like what style you pick that's which one you get. is that the way it's working okay i, yeah. I was thinking maybe the uh so cyrax smoke and uh was it striker no no striker fuck help me out cyrax, here. The sector, uh, sector thank you so smoke uh, is cybernated again I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> I don't know because I haven't played X, but it's it's three. It's three of them. Okay. And depending on what style you pick, you get their moves. I took it for granted they were after uh, Ultimate and Chameleon, and that made sense in my head. You know, who also was mm. a ninja, so it would have worked. I'm not sure if Chameleon ran with a Lin Kuei or not. I'm getting too into it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they've thrown in Jason Voorhees and Predator in the last pack. In the new pack now, you have this 
half our cyborg who's not any specific cyborg. You have Bo Raicho, yes, who I'm delighted on, to see come back because I love Bo Raicho. And then you've got fucking Leatherface and Alien. What the fuck are they doing in my video game, man? So you don't, so you don't like the horror movie guys coming in. I like the idea of a horror movie fighting game. Go off and make that on your own. You know, All right. uh, which I reckon they're using this as a kind of a test to see if they can pull that off. I, like, to me personally, and again, I, you are clearly a much bigger fighting game fan than I am. I've never, I look, I can never hang with the big dog, so I never tried. So, like, take my opinion for whatever the hell that's worth. But, like, to me, like, quick question. Are, are these DLC characters allowed in the tournaments? Yes. They are. Yes. Uh, would you say they're fair and equal balance? Do they have any sort of distinct advantage over any other character at any point? Um, well, when it comes to fighting games, I guess every, everything tries to be balanced, but everybody's got counter picks. You know, if I pick one guy, there's going to be a guy who's better than my guy. But so. would you say, compared to the rest of the game, do these things have any sort of clear advantage overall, or just that they've that they've kind of balanced them? Like any other character. I'd say they're balanced like any other character. Okay, so, I mean, in the end, it's just kind of aesthetics. I mean, they tried this with uh, with the last Mortal Kombat, MK9, even though nobody calls it MK9. It wasn't number nine. Bit of a call. Bit of a call. But they did it with, uh, what was it, uh, Freddy yes. from, uh, yeah. And, and I, think, I think they're just kind of following suit. And, like, as soon as they announced Predator... I knew a, like the Xenomorph was going to be into yeah, the, like yeah. me in this game, but the and I kind of like it looks kind of cool because it looks like he fucking impregnated Baraka and he's got his little Baraka fucking blades, you know. That bit actually in the trailer, my mm. jaw dropped for a second. I was like, no way, Baraka's going to be in it, but no, Baraka's not fucking alien. Is now you know what he's happened Baraka. to him. But you know what happened to him? Somehow that face hugger got on that terrible, like, toothy vagina for a face he had, <laughs> and uh, and spat a baby xenomorph in his gut. Like, I don't know. It's just it, 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 at the moment it's really, really bugging me. There is a wealth, an absolute wealth of fantastic characters that could be dropped into Mortal Kombat. Bo Raicho is okay, just so the tip of that iceberg, you know? So that's the plan, is that the other MK characters are getting the backseat compared to these new kind of throwaway horror movie Which parts. I believe not only are they throwaway in my in my personal opinion, uh, they're also, I reckon, just, as I said, demoing to see if they can build a horror movie fighting game, which I reckon will be next from then around. And if you're going to do that, do that, but don't do it in my fucking game. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna argue the point with you because that's total like that that that's your opinion and you're totally valid to it. But it's like it is also the DLC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it like it, to me like DLC is the time where you can get goofy because you're not charging for it initially and you don't need it to play the, and enjoy the game on paper. I know there's many many cases where that's not the truth, but I, like, what would you say the MKX roster looked like before any of the DLC packages? Was it pretty full, or was it skimping? Well, it wasn't huge, but considering every character is three fighting styles, it broadens it a lot more than it sounds, you know what I mean? Okay. It, it, it basically makes each character three characters, so you can count to, well, even count just... to pick mirror matches, you know? Yeah, but I can totally understand where you're coming from if the roster was already thin and then, all right, I'm only going to get four of these guys a year 
and two of them are like you're going into Warner Brothers to see. Well, yeah, we can put blades on him. You mm. know what I mean? I I get you. I hear you. And at the same time, then you've got all these fucking Egypt on the internet turned around and just going hell bent on this and going, yeah, yeah, cool. Can we have Chucky next? Can we have the Leprechaun? Can we have Pinhead? That that would be interesting if they had like like Chucky, like in like a tiny uh, like, little motherfucker. Got, like, yeah, he's got no hitbox. No like, hit how box. do you make him? How do you make him into a fighting It'd game? Be like a gone in Tekken Tree. You have you know. to sweep the leg every time just to hit the bastard. <laughs> and once he's gotten overhead, then good luck. You're doomed. Like you know. <laughs> So yeah, NetherRealm at the moment and my nomination for Bastard of the Year. And I guess, considering we're just throwing in one each, our winners are um, not quite Lizard Squad, possibly Lizard Squad, but we're not sure we'll see at Christmas. And NetherRealm. Yeah, mine mine has a chance of losing, because if these guys get shut down or have a change of heart before it happens, like then it's like, alright, well I guess he didn't do the dumb shit, so you're forgiven, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I guess time will tell with that one. I'm hoping they do. I am hoping they do get shut down and uh, fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah. Because I can, like, not to get back on it, but, like, the interviews with these fucking bastards and their, you know, modulated voices on all these other, like, uh, internet shows, and you listen to why they did it, and they just sound like the angstiest little fucking 14-year-old that hanged in the back of your class. You know who you are if you're listening. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get over it. Life sucks for everyone. Don't make it suck for kids, you asshole. Hey, this is Ash Ketchum, and you're listening to Hit Start Now. Okay, so let's pick it up then with Gem of the Year. I'm going to get my uh, professional Oscars voice on. Are you ready? <laughs> Wait, yeah, i fix my fucking dicky bow here. Gem of the Year. I felt good about that. <laughs> right. I got chills, just saying. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start off this one then. Um, I've actually got two to throw down for this one. I'm going to start off with one that I only picked up there about a week ago. And that is Michael Jackson, the experience 3D on 3DS. I can see you rolling your eyes, good sir. You're right, but me and you do have very different gaming backgrounds. Oh, big sir. time, big we, time. We really do. This is one that I've been uh, I've been looking at now for quite a while, I'll be honest. I've been threatening to buy it for quite a while. I bought it on the Wii, and I've never played it because I'm not going to dance around my sitting room. I'm just not going to fucking do it, you know. Um, this was the that was the name of the documentary he was making when he died, right? No, are you mixing things up with uh, this is it where it was the tour that he was going to go on? And you're at that is exactly what I'm mixing it up yeah. with. That's correct. So uh, that was sir. I am impressed with your knowledge of Michael Jackson's bullshittery. Good <laughs> I'm for a big you. fan. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, you know. good for you. Um, but I did pick up the experience on Wii quite a while ago, but I just. Uh, it's been sitting there, and I've never played it, and I can't do that, okay? I can't just troll in and start Billy jean around the place. Like, you know, I'm not built for that shit. You know, I'm a big hairy fucker. But uh, on the 3DS, I can get away with it. It's all played with the stylus. So you stick in your headphones, um, open it up, little Jackson comes up. You know, you pick a song, and basically you draw in symbols, and he reacts to said symbols. 
Yeah. Oh, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. What are the symbols? Uh, it's just like strikes this way, strikes that way, circles. Uh, missed opportunity. Oh man, like, like if you're not drawing like Mr. Bubbles or some <laughs> dumb bullshit like that, like this total missed opportunity. Well, you, you gotta do it to uh to the beat of the song. So if you're draw, drawing fucking sparkly gloves, you'd really want to be on point, man. You know. I mean, I mean, as as like it, it'd be stylist forgiving. You didn't have to do it. Perfect, but you know, yeah, come yeah. on. No, it's just little sw- uh, little swipes and swirls and stuff like that. There are, mm. I think, fifteen tracks on it that kind of range from his early stuff like uh, "Rock with You," that kind of era, all the way up to his later stuff. Uh, I think there's some stuff from uh, actually "Dangerous" stuff is probably the latest on it, so it's more than likely most of his '80s shit. But the the point, the moral of the story is half the fucking bad album is on it, so it's all good. You know, nothing else matters. Just, if they just had to give you the entire bad record on it, I would have been a happy man. And, uh, yeah, you swipe in different symbols, different designs. He dances along to them. And that's really all there is to it. It's just a rhythm-based game. The only issues I'd have, really, is that I don't think you can fuck up. I'm... I'm not good in the way of rhythm. I never have been. I remember a wise man once told me that if you've got a heartbeat, you've got rhythm. And I told him that there's a good chance I'm dead. You know, yeah, no yeah. Rhythm. You know, I'm I'm right there with you, buddy. I- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ridiculous at it. Like, you know, but I'll still throw down with a bit of Guitar Hero or whatever the case may be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think you can lose. It's not like in Guitar Hero where if I hit a wrong note, I get this horrible sound. You know, yep. if I don't slash the screen in the right direction, he still dances. You know, he still does what he does. So I'm very tempted got- to just grab a coffee, press play, and not touch it and see what happens. See if you still pass and open up the next level. Yeah, I can, I can see Michael Jackson wanting a stipulation in his game that nobody loses. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what I was kind of thinking. Be like, I want to make a game. That's not a game. Why? Because there's no competition even against yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I couldn't imagine him wanting a game where there's a chance that you might fall over. You know. Yeah, yeah. He wants to look cool. All Although the time. I think, I mean, I think a real missed opportunity is that your hat should burst into flames. You know, if you uh, if you fuck up that patch, <laughs> but you know, or like you know, like you drop the baby out the balcony, something. Like I'm just saying, you could have done something. The man's got such a colorful history that you could make the like the lo- you lose screen really something. Remember, I haven't seen it, so that might actually happen. You know. Um. <laughs> There is some cool shit. There's some animated versions of like his music videos and bits from like Moonwalker and stuff like that going on in the background. And mm-hmm. as you get bigger combos, more stuff happens in the background. More stuff appears, and gotcha. that's kind of cool. They fills up the screen and it makes it all a little more immersive as the song goes on. You know, of course, if you fuck up, then all the background kind of uh, sprites disappear and you got to start your combo again. But uh, but that's kind of cool. And you've got like, say, uh, have you seen Moonwalker? The game? Uh, the no, game? the 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 old movie. No, no, no. My my, my history with uh, Mr. Jackson's uh, 
you know, catalog is almost non-existent. I, I, I know Thriller because who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's about it for Michael Jackson stuff with me. Oh, there's a track uh, from the bad record that's on the Moonwalker movie where uh, called Speed Demon, which has the best baseline in the universe. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man, the baseline during that chorus is just redonkulous. It's redonkulous. But, um... In in the movie, considering he, he he was a whack job and he knew that, that's grand. But in the movie, he puts on a big bunny mask and drives down the road on a motorcycle and becomes a big claymation bunny. So in the game, you're dancing alongside said bunny, and there's a lot of little fan service in it like that, you know. Sounds like an offshoot of Mulholland Drive, but maybe maybe I need to give this movie a chance. Maybe I screwed up. Uh, no, no, I don't believe you do. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken drugs in my life, but because of this movie, I don't think I've ever had to. <laughs> mm. No. It's bizarre. It's very bizarre. But the game is good fun. It's good. It's stupid. It's not going to keep me entertained for the next year. You know, but uh, it's but definitely worth five five bucks, you know. So yeah, I was bringing it home, expecting to throw it there and not get anything out of it. I was just thinking, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I ended up falling in love with it, so that's definitely one of my nominations for Gem of the Year. Awesome. Have you got awesome. anything to throw down, sir? Yeah, uh, Rocket League would be the gem oh, of my. Oh, I've heard so many good things. And uh, at news to me, like just this week, I don't know when this episode is coming up, but recently in the past from when you are hearing this, uh, folks, uh, turns out that Rocket League not only was like a uh, breakaway success with people liking it, they're actually doing really well as well, which is a big shocker because this game got popular because they gave it away for free. Oh, like the, the big... No, like he, here was the deal with it. Brand new game. Do you, are you familiar with Rocket League at all? Like I know what it is? The, the kind of a remote control car racing football game. Yes, a it is. Game you. Yes, yeah. yes, it's soccer for us here in the North America. Yeah, um, it it's kind of like that, but it, it is the most boiled down, bare bones version of soccer. Like there's not and there's no rules other than get the ball into the goal. And by the way, the ball is a bomb, and when it gets into the goal, it explodes. Yeah. Um, and, the, and and you have remote-controlled cars, and those are your players. It's it's traditionally three-on-three teams, but you can do as, as little as two, as many as four, I think, in the game. And it comes out, and they put it on uh, PlayStation uh, Plus's you know, free game when it the day it premiered like like sony got it for free for a month and the game was brand new like didn't even have a term chance to sell the game on psn they just started giving it away and this created so much hype because they like they were smart they knew that if they could just get the product into enough people's hands word of mouth would sell this game and who was it who's behind it ah oh, christ i, I can't even remember no, no. I mean, I could, uh, I could check it out right now on Google if you like and find out for you. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, I was just, uh, just wondering. It's, it's, it, it, it's not a brand new company, but it may as well have been. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, and yeah, a game that cost them two million to make has now gotten them the net worth of fifty million Fuck. as of now. And the game's not even hasn't been out for a year. And remember, the first thirty days of this, it was completely free on one console. 
Um, and at the time, it was only on PlayStation 4 and Steam. Mm-hmm. So I believe Xbox just, just got it. And it's it's definitely an indie game. It's one of those games where, like, I would pay I would pay up to thirty, but I think it's only like fifteen twenty bucks uh, to buy, and uh, it would be a game that I would pass right over, like looking like through an online store that wouldn't think about it because oh, remote controlled cars in a soccer field that seems stupid. Yeah, I would yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a big seller right there. Like, even for fifteen bucks, my initial thing would be like ah, I could probably go buy the witcher 2 for 15 mm. bucks and that's that's you know that the game takes forever to be and everybody loves it but the thing is is that they really did have a gem on their hands the gameplay in that game is the most uh, like most unabridged unbridled fun i've had like it's a game that's so fucking stupid that you just say fuck yeah video games the entire like i got in trouble for waking the neighbors just like <laughs> yelling at one in the morning because it's the kind of game that you want to play around a bunch of other people just cheering and having a good time because you get that excited yeah, to it and yeah. it's, the dumb, it's the dumbest concept ever you're a remote you're a remote controlled car that handles like a remote controlled car trying to bounce like oh and the cars jump and double jump <laughs> of course they do and the only I can't thing remember you can the last do... time I saw a yeah, soccer star double jump. You know, they <laughs> gotta do that shit more often, man. And the cars do a backflip when they double jump. <laughs> uh, like, like they, like they humanize it just enough to fucking make this goofball concept the greatest thing ever. It, it reminds and me a little bit. If they don't even. Sorry, um, okay. Remind me a little bit. Just looking from bits and pieces online of. Uh, do you remember Stunt Racer FX? Uh, I never played it. I I do remember it, but I never actually. It doesn't got to remind play. me of the uh, gameplay because the gameplay sucks. But uh, okay, just, just the cars and the way they yeah the way they've got personality to them. You know they they do. But here's the thing: it's not like the movie cars where they have eyes and face. Like the only way you can kind of like customize it to give it personality is you unlock hats. Yeah. Like 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 let's just put hats. On the fucking cars. And oh yeah, by the way, they can do double jumps. And like the game itself is a lot harder than you think it would be. Because you know what's really hard? Trying to hit a fucking sphere with something that handles like a remote controlled car <laughs> and get it into a goal. It's super fucking hard. Um, but like everyone sucks at the game so everybody's running in a panic trying to hit this ball into the other goal it, it, it's a great game if you have a system you can play it on it's one of those games that you can only play online and uh but like that is the way it's intended and they don't unless you're in a party that you've made there's no voice chat in it so you don't you don't have to worry about anybody just being a total dick to you in mm-hmm. the game it's it's so stupid that it transcends everything and becomes one of the more fun games I've Sounds played this year. Great. Okay, well, I'm going to throw in one more gem, which I say gem, I, I don't know, can, can you polish your turd? Have you seen the uh, the Mythbusters episode of a turd polishing? Uh, I have not seen that, no, no but uh, please, like... Could they actually polish the turn? I, I think they did at the end, yeah. I mean, I guess you physically can, but it's still a shiny piece of shit. 
<laughs> well, that's pretty much where I'm coming from in this next one, which was uh, only Shambra, uh, only Shambra Bikini Samurai Squad. Never heard you of it. You lucky bastard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been playing the shit out of this for the last week. I bought this, jeez, uh, about four or five years ago now at this stage. And I remember playing through it then and thinking, well, that was poo. I'm not getting back to it. You know, uh, <laughs> and over the last week, I'm after playing through the latest, uh, not the latest, but uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're playing the worst Call of Duty. It's been a while since I've played any. It was in the house, and I thought, yeah, fuck it, I'll play through that. And I'm finished with it. I'm done with it. That's grand. I wanted something else, but I didn't want anything too heavy because Christmas is just around the corner. I needed something nice and easy, you know, that kind of way. So I picked this one out of my collection and thought, you know what? Fuck it. Slutty Samurais it is, then. You know, (laughs) I popped it in. The crack is, do you play as a pair of sisters? called Sake and Aya, I believe. And they slay zombies because why wouldn't they? You know. Of course they uh, It's like a samurai woman would. I exactly. mean, come on. You know. And it, you play as Sake, who's like a schoolgirl, and Aya, who's... What's the best way to put it? Mm, Shake boy? You know, um... Okay. She's got a big old cowboy hat, lingerie, and a feather boa, and a samurai sword. I fucking love how Japan pictures the West. <laughs> I, I fucking Fantastic, do. Isn't it? I really, I really do. <laughs> I want to live in Japan's America. Like I, I, I it's like, really so. One day I would. Yeah, one day I would love to visit that country they think exists because it it looks so much fun. <laughs> it looks like so much fun. So, yeah, the crack with this is you play as the two adults, you often play as a, another lady called Anna who's spelled with three N's because Japan. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of broken English in it, which really makes it charming. You know, at the end of it, you get kind of points to add on to your attributes, and it just says, point, get! You know, and I fucking love that, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's simple oh. hack and slash. <laughs> the simplest of hack and slashes. You run from a... From space to space across this very small city, uh, kind of fencing will come up around you, forming arenas, and zombies will just kind of grow out of the ground. You battle these zombies. If you get perfect presses on each of your moves, so say you hit X, you hit X again, just as your sword Mm -hmm. is striking your opponent, you get this mad kind of flash off. You hit again, you get this mad flash again, and it increases in power each time. Which adds a little bit of depth to it, which means the timing's got to be on par when you're going through the harder modes. Both of these mm-hmm. women suffer from what's called the baneful blood, which uh, basically means once they chop up enough dudes, they turn into the Incredible Hulk. You know. Oh, okay. Yes. Like women samurai are known to do. Yeah, it's kind of like a devil trigger, except unlike the devil yep. trigger in Devil May Cry, where you get health back and you can turn it off. This one just stuck in it and you lose health. So you're extra powered, but you gotta be on point, you gotta fucking move. You know. <sighs> that is such a Japanese game. Oh big thing. time. Like they they love the constantly take damage shtick to every game, don't they? They really, really do. Oof. Um Oof. Ruin Shinobi's franchise with oh, that shit, guys. God, Come on. Remember the PS two Shinobi. Remember that blind guy? 
that blind guy nobody could beat because how the fuck were you supposed to beat him before your own sword killed you? Fucking yeah. I remember there being fuck a large fire moth woman who looked like someone put a woman into a Pokemon. Do you remember her? I can't know. No, I mean, are we talking about the uh, PS2 I got one, pretty. Yeah? F- yeah. Yeah, and I got pretty far into that game because that was the purchase I made with my Christmas uh, gift card. Oh, the bad Christmas. And uh, I was going to be, it, it, well, no, I was going to be damned if I didn't get my money's worth out of it. So I'm sure I fought her, I just don't remember. She gave me such a headache on the harder modes. Uh, the hard modes on that were so difficult, but not because it's a difficult game, but because it's a cheap, mm-hmm. badly fucking made game. There's one particular... It cheats it so really hard. Does. Like, that game cheats so bad. There's a boss opponent in that where you're fighting him in a corridor and you're bouncing from wall to wall and you can't fucking see him, man. There, that's that's the blind that's swordsman. The dude, and, like the, and, and, and the ground is just got about a half a foot yes. of water in it. And if you touch the fucking ground, he hears you and it's all over, Johnny. Like... It's supposed to be like a modern-day take on that cool blind swordsman fight that's been in every Japanese mm. movie ever through, like, the woods. But, like, their modern-day thing is, like, what if it's in two corresponding hallways? Except they made it so that you can't actually beat them. Like, I don't think I ever made it past that guy. Like, I'm like, I remember at, like, teenage match just being like, like, I- I've exploited everything. And I don't, like, I don't even think that you could, like, Fake this to mm-hmm. beat it. Like, what the I de- hell? I've definitely beaten, I've definitely beaten the game because I remember playing through it in the harder mode. I wouldn't play through it mm-hmm. in a harder mode if I hadn't beaten the regular mode, you know? But right. I remember picking it up again about, say, three or four years ago. I happened to be back in the mother's and I happened to be there. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, there's a PlayStation in the house. I'll play a bit of this. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? I could beat this 10 years ago. I can't beat it now. Fuck you, Shinobi. That that's a constant. Like every time I visit a game that I was no problem for me when I was ten, I suck at it now. I'm like, I've gotten soft in my I old years. I, I really better, have. Man, you know. Yep. No, they just made the games easier. I thought I thought I was a triple S ranked, you know, fucking soldier. This is yeah, bullshit. Fuck you, fuck you, Shinobi. Shinobi's by my bastard of the year. Fuck this shit. Actually, he's got a game out we'll on always, 3DS. We'll always have Shinobi. Looks great. Yeah, we'll always have Shinobi 3. I mean, oh, come on. And I love Revenge of Shinobi as well. Also uh, a great one. Fan, also big, a big great fan. One. But uh, yeah, only Shambra, uh, Bikini Samurai Squad is just as tacky as it sounds, but it's kept me hugely entertained over the last week. I just finished it on a bastard hard mode there today. Um... That's I did get a get bit of a giggle at a beaten hard mode on a game about a woman in her underwear, but uh, mm. but uh, I think you were yeah, intended yeah, to. Yeah, well, that's that's fine. <laughs> then. You know, but yeah, it, it's not a good game yet. I still manage to find it absolutely charming, and I can't help to take by thinking to myself, I want to get the rest of that series now. <laughs> you know. It's kind of how I felt about Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, I unironically really, oh, really enjoyed Shadow the Hedgehog when it came out. Yeah. And, like, when I saw the overwhelming amount that I was in the majority, I'm like, maybe I'm the one who's got the problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I remember when that game came out, really enjoying it. Uh, but I think it was because I just, I really dug the idiotic image that was Shadow the Hedgehog. I tell you, it was like, cool what guy. if we gave... 
Yeah. Yeah, like what if we gave Sonic an AK? Hey, that's a stupid <laughs> idea. I could back. Awesome. <laughs> um, it like a parody from the I was 90s. Also, that was also at the Yeah, that was also my height of my anime phase. So the dumber and the more Japanese something was, the more I kind of enjoyed it. And I always kind of I enjoyed it as a laugh, but at the same time I'm like, "No, no, I get what they're digging over there. I can kind of get down <laughs> with this. This is pretty cool." Uh, yeah, that phase didn't last very long. But, I don't think yeah, I gave Shadow enough go. of a chance. I think I played about a level one day. I don't think anyone did. At the time, I was picking up so many PlayStation 2 games. They were just going in bulk everywhere for a bit fucking two quid a pop, like, you know. So I was coming home with so many so often that there were so many that I just wasn't going to get the time to play. So many of them that I still haven't gotten the time to properly play, you know. <laughs> but uh, Shadow was in there, too. I remember uh, our good friend Johnny Capcom giving a shit to me when I came home with Shadow the Hedgehog. He's like, no! What are <laughs> yeah, you doing? Fucking Shadow, do. no, man, no! It's better than Sonic 06. I... I'll fucking flat out say that. Granted, the shit I took this morning <laughs> was more fun Did you polish than it? Uh, Sonic 06. But at least you couldn't just slow walk Shadow over the loop-the-loop. You know what I mean? It, it was a better uh, game. I believe... The last one that I put any time into was the one where he's the Where Sonic? Uh, Unleashed. Yes, which has Sonic, one of Sonic the Unleashed. most... But he's not, yeah, he's not a Where Sonic, he's a oh. Wolf Sonic. Where means man. Ah, ah. So oh, you're good. Living. You're good, sir. Ah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it had, from what I can recall, it had an absolutely gorgeous opening cutscene. Like, fucking stunning. But that, uh, uh-huh. that's where the fun ended, unfortunately. Look, Sega's, Sega's got problems, and it has for a very long time. And Sonic is at the front runner of what those problems yeah. are. It's, um, I don't think Sega knows what it has anymore, let alone what it had 15, 20 years ago. And, Christ, what, what do you think was the last... Good, not not acceptable because what the shit is this? But good Sonic game to ever. Uh, Sonic Rush on Nintendo DS. See, not playing any of the handhelds. I I gotta go back all the way to the Genesis, or I'm sorry, the uh, what the hell did uh, you guys Mega call Drive. it? And, uh, yeah, Mega no, Drive. outside uh, of um, outside of the DS. Yeah, I'd agree with you definitely. Like, Sonic and Knuckles is the last time I remember having fun fun in a Sonic yeah. game. And I only found that game fun because I dug the gimmick that it had the open-top cartridge, and I also thought Knuckles was the most badass character yeah, they ever made. pretty fucking cool. Uh, I highly awesome. recommend Sonic Rush. It's really, really good. It plays like an old-school Sonic, but considering you've got the two screens on the DS, when you go up a loop-the-loop, you go up a loop-the-loop and down into the next screen and keep running. Oh, it's that's so cool. fucking that's good, cool. it's so fast, it's 2D, it's a lot of fun. It's really impressive. But let's get back to our... Um, More 2D Sonics. Where were we? Gem of the year. Do you have any other gems to add to it? I got. I mean, since you've gone two, I'll go with two. This, this one wasn't really a gem for me, but I think it was for a lot of people, because I don't think anyone was expecting it to be this good. But have you seen the remake of Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey? No, no, I have not. Okay, super cheap game. It's twenty bucks, uh, and I, and it was free on PSN. But let me put let me put it this way: when I was thirteen, I got my PlayStation. That that was my birthday gift. The very first game I ever bought for myself on that system 
was Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, which shocked even me because this was, holy shit, 3D, polygons, look at fucking Crash Bandicoot. We're never going back to 2D. And then something about fucking, just not even a box, because it was back when you had to take the little slips, buy it, and then give it to the kiosk guy behind the fucking cage to get games. Just something about that little sliver in Abe's stupid-looking face on that cover, like, I gotta try this game. And I fucking loved it as a kid. The remake they did is, one, I have to sit there and scratch my head and wonder, why? Like, like was anybody, like, I didn't know, I didn't know Oddworld, uh, whatever the company was. It was Oddworld Industries, mm-hmm. I guess, was the name of their company, or something of that nature. Uh, I didn't even know they were still around. Oh, I wouldn't either. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, maybe they aren't, maybe they just got bought up by somebody, but, like, out of the blue to make a, uh, Abe's Odyssey into a fully done, next-gen, beautifully, beautifully made game, and it's not just a graphics upgrade, they make it so that it's a consistently scrolling, like, one of the big things was that, like, it was all JPEG back in the day and like be like back stills and you'd have to wait like a 10 second load up when you walked off screen for the next one they went back and painstakingly recreated these very elaborate 2d levels because the whole game is just a puzzle game um when you get right down to it and up the body count from 99 guys you had to save to like 999 guys like like really gave it some tlc to a game that I don't think anybody other than me and a few other freaks I thought would actually want to Did play it a again. Huge, huge fan base for it. Um, it's, it's got a cool. huge I'm cool at, like. I never knew any of them as a kid. Is <laughs> all I'm going to say. But uh, like I, I like other than Munch's Odyssey, and I dug the story. It was just the gameplay itself was kind of shit. I think they put a lot of uh, eggs in that basket, and it didn't pan out for them. But, like, Stranger's Wrath, which was a far and away departure from anything Oddworld had ever made before, was still phenomenal. Like, I loved Oddworld games, and I really hope that we'll see a new one because of Abe's Odyssey, but we, we'll cool, see. Cool, cool. So what's it going to be, then, for a gem of the year 2015 here at com, Matt, so what's it going to be? Uh, it's going to be Rocket League because nobody expected that game to be good, and now it's, like... Anyone, I have yet to find a single human being to play Rocket League and not say, fuck yeah, video games. I gotta play it. I've gotta play it. Uh, you do. Like, you'll dig it, dude. You will, you, you and your sensibilities would probably be of the mindset to dig it the most. You really need to yes. try this game. Um, I am going to go with Michael Jackson, The Experience 3D, because you cannot polish a turd on the, on the Chandra. You cannot polish that turd. <laughs> Not enough to make it a gem, unfortunately. Uh, considering only Shamba uh, no. is just so vanilla, I'm gonna have to go with Jackson, and I'm I'm really having a good time with Jackson. It's cool to just block out the universe, listen to some Jackson tunes, and play play a silly little game. You know, it's a sad, sad day when boobies can't be. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's it's a sad day today. <laughs> It's a bad Christmas, folks. <laughs> ruined Christmas. Dad got drunk. The presents are in the fireplace. It's a bad <laughs> Christmas. This is Problem X, and you're listening to Hit Start Now. 
I was tempted to throw some uh, cinnamon onto my coffee there, but it's Tesco coffee, so once again, you can't polish a fucking turd. <laughs> you know? but, you, but you can drink it, apparently. You, you can, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it does taste polished, you know. <laughs> so it's all good, it's all good. We're going to kick off once again here with... Uh, Arcade slash indie game of the year. The way we run this one is it doesn't have to be a game in an actual arcade because there are no arcades anymore because Konami has turned everything into fucking pachinko machines. But, um... They sure have. Yeah, everything. King of Fighters, <laughs> fuck you. But, um... King of Fighters isn't Konami, is it? No. No. There's no. definitely a King of Fighters... It's... Neo Geo? Oh my! Who the fuck? Who fucking owns King of Fighters now? They're Can actually bringing out. They're actually bringing out a new one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know 15. if they still have it. Fourteen. <sighs> King of Fighters fourteen, I believe. Everybody's been bitching because the graphics look shit, and then they realize there's like fifty characters on the roster, and they're like, okay, yeah, we can excuse bad graphics. Well, it's more of the point is like, don't release pre-alpha footage of a game especially a fighter guys like i i get that you want to drive hype don't sh- don't show these things until they have at least almost done baking you know what the i thing mean is, like, i think it is almost done baking oh really it's that's just uh, ugly oh well uh, but then again with a roster that big you're gonna have that you know you're gonna have to tell well, them something no well yes but i mean is the roster that big because they don't have a good game on their hands um, I don't know. I, I haven't known King of Fighters to uh, release a bad game. They're usually highly technical, really good fucking games. Gotcha. I don't like them personally. I'm not a fan, but mm-hmm. I can respect them. You yeah, know? I, don't, I don't know enough about fighting games to even begin to critique it. So, I, like, I was just curious. My problem with them is uh, with King of Fighters, it's three on three, four mm-hmm. three rounds. So one fight lasts a fucking lifetime, you know, that kind of like ass fights, huh? And then when you come to uh, like King of Fighters and tournaments and stuff like that, and you're doing like uh, three match fights, so you're talking up to nine rounds and nine with fucking three characters, and ah, it's too much, too much, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but no, we'll push forward to arcade indie game of the year, and once again for anybody listening, do you? don't have to be games released this year either it's anything that we played this year gotcha you know and once again if you're not impressed with that you can fest the fuck off so i'm gonna start off with explosion man explosion man that's a classic oh, it's amazing uh, or rather an instant classic it isn't old enough to be a classic yet but yeah that game was fucking awesome i i missed out on it the first time around um I picked it up on a disc with like three arcade kind of titles on it. Hmm, it okay. had Explosion Man, Trials HD, and Limbo. Three phenomenal games. I haven't played Limbo yet, but I absolutely love the other two. Yeah, I just yeah. haven't had, had the time to sit down on my own and Limbo it up. Because you're not going to do that with a bunch of dudes in a room, you know that kind of way. <laughs> Limbo. I mean, no, nah, I play Limbo with a bunch of friends around. Uh... I mean, granted, it, it wasn't, you know, a real rowdy night, um, but I remember just, like, scratching my head trying to make heads or tails of Limbo. It's a fun game. It's a pretty game. It's essentially a game that's about nothing, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, you could say it's open to er- interpretation. That's being real generous. I like to say that it's like, 
No, it's a game that sets a mood and that's it. Like, there is no real story to be had here. There's just a beginning and an end to it so yeah, that you yeah. might want to think that there is a story, but there's not. I think I played a bit 20 minutes of it and it was late at night and I thought, right, I'm going to play this again. I'm not going to play through it now. And unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't get around to playing it again. Do you know that kind of way? It's a super short game. Like, you can beat it in, I think I beat it in less than three hours, my first run through. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's it's about, like, five different levels and each level's got, like, a different theme. Now, you don't know when the levels end and the other one begins, but you'll know when you're playing because the backgrounds become different. And themes to the puzzle start changing, but uh, yeah, no, I'm. T- I, I guess like the theory is that the kid's dead and you're in limbo. But uh, then why can you die in the game? Because the kid's not Michael Jackson. That's he, he, we don't know. Up. We don't know up. that. We don't we, know that. We do Neither not of know them that. Have eyes. We know nothing about that kid except he dies in some drastically horrible ways in that game. Yeah, I think I got fucking spidered the fuck out. Uh, oh, yeah, that about. spider's a dick. You. You get yours, dick though. Spider. You get yours, though. He, he The spider bites in a real bad way. So, Splosion Man, though. Splosion Man is it's a little 2D platformer that looks and feels like it should have escaped from a Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. It's got that feeling to it. It uh, it looks better than that though. It, it's a lot prettier, yeah, but it feels like that era, you know. And yeah. it, it's a simple case of get from A to B, but solve the puzzles along the way. Uh, your little dude explodes, and he explodes good. <laughs> and he, he's great. It, it's what double, maybe triple jump by blowing him up in different directions. Triple. You can. You can do. You can. Uh, you can. You can. Uh, Jump and then pop twice. I remember that. Yeah, so. I never seen no soccer player do that. <laughs> you know. Well, you haven't seen a monster truck be a soccer player. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Wearing a wizard hat, but uh. But you're yes. missing the you're missing the most important part of that game, though, Spud. Is that when you kill a scientist, they turn into cold cuts. They do. I love uh, <laughs> hugging the fat guy until he explodes. Did you see the fat dude? He's eating donuts. Yep. And you gotta keep poking him and hooking him until he's gone. There's nothing left. That fucking game is insane. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. I was playing through that and I was listening to a a band called Evil Scarecrow, um, who are kind of like a piss take death metal band who sing about piss takey things like uh, Robotatron and Crabulon and stuff like this. All right, and it just fucking worked, man. Nice. You know, Everything fits, so now that band and that game go hand in hand in my head, you know. Very nice. And uh, I, I really like Splodger Man. Splodger Man really comes to life, though, in two-player co-op mode. Have you tried it in that? I have not played the co-op, no. No? You will hate your friends. Well, uh, Portal 2 taught me to hate my friends while playing games as well, because that, that's a co-op that is just utter hell. Oh, I, I, I had a blast with co- uh, wait, Portal 2 and co-op. I Did almost you? laughed myself into a coma. I was going to say, you, coma. you either have nicer or more well-adjusted friends than I do, because I, no, we I think we're just kill stu- each other by the end of that <laughs> shit. I think we're just stupid old friends, man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, um... If you can imagine that level of brain meltery, but in mm-hmm. fast forward, 
that's kind of the way Explosion Man comes across in uh, co-op mode. But it's a lot of fun. It's really, really enjoyable. So, I'm trolling that then for one of my uh, arcade games of the year. Hit me. What have we got, sir? Uh, there's a couple. Um, I guess the obvious one, the one that I played that was new this year was uh, Rocket League. Technically, an indie game. And uh, still pretty good. But uh, also, Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2. Were I want really them so well. bad. Yeah, you do. You, you really do. I um, so do. Games that, like, like, I wouldn't say they invented a genre, but redefined one. Like, and I and I still don't know what genre that is. I guess the I guess the top down shooter, but um, a top just, down shooter that's been going on for a while, man. I know, but this game handles them in ways that aren't handled in any other game. Yeah, like, it's, and, it's not Smash TV. You no, know, it's no. a whole different kettle of fish. Like, and like. Despite, like, the reason you're going to stick around is because of the ridiculous mind trip story and visuals and a beautiful done soundtrack. Uh, is just the amount of how fast they get you in there. Like, there is literally a millisecond between you failing and starting the level again. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a game that just, you know, if I can quote Billy Madison just tells you, get your ass in there and find that fucking dog. Like, you don't have time to slack. Like, you died, get in there and do it again. And uh, because it's, like, it, you can rebound so quick, it never loses pace. It never loses momentum. And, yeah, it is. It's hard as shit, but you, like, you need to beat it. And that's the, the best part of it. I, I, I've got to say, I, I couldn't put it better myself. I only played maybe, I'd like to say I played about 15 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. But hitting that restart button happens quickly, so I might have played an hour or so. <laughs> um, I, was, I was dead in Richie's place there a couple months ago when he had the second one. I hadn't played either of them, you know. Yep. And he was basically, yeah, what you got to do is get from here to here and make sure you don't get shot. And before I knew it, I was fucking bit into that game man i was so into it and i then, didn't want to give him back the controller oh yeah and then it like and then like the actual weird ass like fucking drug trip story is just so dark and so bizarre and it's like like y- you are never a good guy and you just you don't feel like one by the time you're done with this game I've, I've, I've really got to get my hand on it. I really, yeah, really do. Yeah, they're cheap as hell. Is it on PS3, do you know? I'm almost positive they're out for PS3. I, I'm Ooh. pretty sure they were out for everything. Yeah, if they're out on PS3, Prob- well, well, they Prob- are PlayStation exclusive, aren't they? No, no, I know they're, I know they're at least on Steam, too. No, they can't be PlayStation exclusive. I'm pretty sure they were on, like, the first one was on the 360. I I don't think so. I'm not, like, I could I, be wrong though. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was like there, there's no reason it shouldn't be. Like it is it is not a technical marvel. Like there's <laughs> yeah yeah. It, it's not Sony branded, so even if it was a timed exclusive, I don't see it being like an exclusive permanently. 
the fact that it's not a technical marvel is one of its uh, great traits. I love when the game comes along and just topples shit on its head. Like, remember the original Grand Theft Auto coming out halfway through the PlayStation era? Yeah. And people turning around and going, what is this? Oh, pig ugly shit. You know, and then they played it and they're like, oh, fuck, this is the best game in the world. <laughs> you know? Do you know that game was originally supposed to be just uh, a massive multiplayer game? Oh, really? Yeah, one side was supposed to be uh, thieves and the other side was supposed to be cops. And it would like it would be like a point system back and forth, like on, you know, who controlled... Uh, I think it was... Wasn't it London was the first game that they were in? Like, the first GTA was t- took place in? No, no, the first GTA took place in Tree City. They took place in Vice City, Liberty City, and San Andreas. Um, okay. Well, the then prot- they released a London kind of DLC. That's it. Okay. Well. well, the prototype was supposed to be London. Like that was what it initially was supposed to be, and um, yeah, eventually, like they realized, well, all the testers of this game are enjoying playing the bandits more than the cops. Time for a drastic rewrite of this entire series. I heard somewhere through the grapevine years ago that. Uh the cops chasing you in that game was well, the glitch. That it huh. just so happened. The co- now, how much truth is behind this, I couldn't be sure because I can't remember where I heard it. But I mean, yeah, that, it that might have been something that was initially a glitch and then they made it a feature. Cause yeah, they, were like, they had a yeah. bit of fun running away from the cops then they were like, hang on, what if we run away from the cops? Yeah. I, guess, I can see that totally happening, but again, if you're making a game that was originally a cops versus robbers game, and then you decide, well, let's just make it completely about robbers. It's it's completely like natural that well, your main protag- uh, antagonist will be the fuzz. You know, yeah. like yeah. It, you can't really have one without the other. You know what I mean? The uh, the London one I picked up there a while back on uh, original PlayStation as a kind of standalone disc. I still want the add-on disc just because I'm a dickhead like that, but. Uh, I got the standalone disc and I remember running it there. Yeah, it would have been about a year, year and a half ago, and finally getting to check it out because I never got to check it out back in the day. I only played the originals, you know. Uh, yeah. This was a little harder to find. And I can't fucking play that game, man. I can't drive on the other side of the road. Can't do it. Cannot <laughs> fucking do it. And all <laughs> I can think is, man, that's how we drive in Ireland, <laughs> you know. Nobody should let me near a fucking car, ever. Oh wait! So you have you have a problem in the London game driving on that side of the road? Yes, that's interesting because it's it's a question I always wondered. Because like, let's just face it. Other than what what the fuck was that one game in the PlayStation Two era? All the driving games take place in North America. Yeah, the like, only it, other one I can think of is one that I'm going to bring up later on, which is uh, Sleeping Dogs, which takes place in Hong Kong. Right. And again, flip side. Yep. And like I always wonder that I'm like does that like does that like is that super hard for everyone else to pick up? But you're saying the opposite problem is that like you can't drive in the way that you naturally drive in video games. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> because every fucking game takes place in America. Every you know, I'm always driving on the same inv- side of the road. A lot of them do that involve cars. I will say. Yes, I yes. will say that. Uh, like, I know where, where the oncoming traffic should be, and would you switch lanes? <laughs> you okay, know? As, as, an, as an ignorant Yankee here, uh, does that just, like, fucking infuriate you guys, or what? Um, no, no, I'm... 
It, it like I don't drive in real life, so it doesn't bother me either way. Okay, you know, gotcha. Um, yeah. Maybe if I was the driver, it could piss me off. But in video <laughs> game land, no, that's that's how I've been driving since fucking Rage Racer. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. not a big deal to me. What about all the games taking place in the U.S.? Does that piss you off? The fact that uh, every hero who's ever been seems to be American it, it is kind of a pain in the ass at times, yeah. Well, um, I mean, Wolverine is Canadian, but I don't know if you guys recognize the vision there. I, I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to toss that one out. It's like, you know, it's not I like he's it. got dual citizenship. He's here on a work visa, guys. That's <laughs> just letting you know. But I think one of my favorite uh, comic book jokes ever was after a big Fantastic Four battle and the X-Men were involved as well, you know, and mm-hmm. the X-Men just kind of got involved and kicked the shit out of whoever it was and the Ting turned around to Wolverine and goes, have they not got a cure for your type yet? And Wolverine goes, you got a problem with mutants? And the thing goes, I meant Canadians. I love that. I fucking love that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's one that, of my that, favorite jokes. Like one of my one of my favorite jokes was uh, Spider-Man with uh, Punisher, and it was it was a relatively recent uh, run. And don't ask me what it was. My buddy had the books. I was just skimming through them, but uh, like. Punisher finds a woman who's equally as into killing scumbags as he is. And they start to get a little close, and Spider-Man picks up on it and basically goes up to him. He's like, ah, so Frank, found yourself yourself somebody of interest, huh? Good to see you're back on the wagon, and like Frank just gives him the look of like I will I murder lost you. you there for a minute, man. You're gonna have to. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I do apologize. You could, eh, man. Oh, uh, you know what? Never mind. The joke's bullshit anyway. We should just. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was my internet telling me no, Matt. No, it's stupid. <laughs> it's only place, huh? it's only funny when you read it, Matt. It's not funny when it's told. <laughs> so where are we then? Um, we're back uh, in. Arcade, arcade game of the year. I am going to in Pac-Man Championship Edition because Pac-Man mm-hmm. is a game that I'm just not into. Uh, I never found the attraction with Pac-Man. I never quite understood it. Really? But yeah, um, I'd be from the generation slightly after Pac-Man. I'd be from kind of the Final Fight generation. You know, that's kind of that's how I see video games. That's how I perceive video games. One day earlier than that, the likes of. Uh, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, other kind of classics like that. Don't too much do it for me. Now I play a bit of Space Invaders. I get it. That's grand. That's cool. Uh, I like Sinistar because he scared the shit out of me. And he should be (laughs) on the top of everybody's fucking Christmas tree. You know, um, Pac-Man, I just didn't get. I genuinely didn't get it. Until a couple of weeks ago, I popped Championship Edition into my Xbox 360 and my entire fucking world changed. I could not put this down, man. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. It's so fast. It's so frantic. It's like regular Pac-Man on acid. You know, it's just absolutely fucking bonkers. I actually brought it into a uh, local games night here in Galway City, uh, Galway Gaming Tribes, and decided, fuck it, I'm going to run a Pac-Man night while I'm down here. Let's do this. Let's run a Pac-Man high score tournament. And there were queues of people for fucking Pac-Man. You know, I was thinking, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. 
They actually have a similar uh, version of that, an actual arcade game, like an arcade cabinet uh, in an arcade not so far from me, and it's enormous. Like it's it's kind of like a giant screened version of that of the four player in that mm-hmm. game, and uh, yeah, that's a blast too. I I had a, I had so much fun trying to hit high scores and just to get achievements. That's all I was hunting for was that <laughs> high score for the achievement. And I was like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this, right? And six hours later, I was like, I can't do this. You know, <laughs> it's, there's some real fucking skill involved in that game, and you've really got to know what you're doing. And uh, it's really, really good fun. Actually, shed it on the night uh, that we ran the Pac-Man tournament then. You know, a couple of the boys stood up and had a few games and got their head around that, and that was good. And then I stu- stood up and I thought it was the man, and I blew a fucking hazard up. You know, and I thought, yeah, I'm going home with this fucking prize. And then one guy came in, had one go, nuked everybody and sat at the bar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he just annihilated everyone, man. There's always that one guy, that one quiet guy that comes walking in after everybody else has had their turn and just takes home the prize. Yeah. He he was he was doing that shit and he didn't even fucking mean to. And everybody else spent the next like two hours scrambling trying to beat a score. Like you know, he's just sitting there having a pint, watching everybody sweat. Like you nice. know, good times, man. Good times. <laughs> so, um, arcade games of the year then. Um, yeah, I gotta give it up to Hotline Miami. And I'll go. I'll go with the uh, the original because uh, the sequel is good, but it took a crazy fever dream to start that series, and I'll give it up to the original. Cool, cool. Uh, I would also like to give it up for the original, but I just can't quite yet. This time next year, there's a good chance that will be my arcade game of the year. Uh, for the moment, I'm going to go with Pac-Man Championship Edition uh, because it's just so bonkers. I've sucked so many hours of out of my life in such a short space of time that I didn't expect it. It just absolutely sideswiped me and it was amazing. So, uh, hat off to Pac-Man. This is John Romero and you're listening to HitStartNow.com So let's do, let's do the fucking big one. The big one. The end nah, of let's the be year. honest. The big one on HSN is Bastard of the Year. You know, we, we've we started off with that. the best, folks. It just you gets know. worse from minute 10. <laughs> yeah, shit rolls downhill. You can't polish it, but it rolls downhill, man. <laughs> We're going to go with HSN's 2015 Game of the Year. Game of the Year. So I'm going to start off then with... Uh, Shit, where am I starting off here? I haven't played as many games this year as I thought I did. I've got a wee list of them here in front of me. There were a lot of little uh, bits and pieces that I played half of and put away and stuff like that. And a lot of stuff that I kind of experimented with but never got back to. You know, uh, the likes of, say, Tomb Raider Legend on PSP, Drawn to Life on Wii. The list goes on and on. Like, throw these things on, have an hour or two, and just never quite get back to them. But there's been a small kind of force of games that I've beaten all the way through and really fucking sunk some time into. So I'm going to start off with, uh, if it's cool with you, I'm going to start off with Sleeping Dogs, which we mentioned there a couple of minutes ago. Have you played Sleeping Dogs, Matt? I have not played Sleeping Dogs. I would have a hard time recommending Sleeping Dogs more. Um uh. I, I, 
can't praise this game enough. It had been years since I'd involved myself in like an open world GTA style game, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is what this kind of does. You play as a cop, an undercover cop. Uh, I believe your name is Shen. Um, you were born in Hong Kong, moved to America, moved up the ranks, ended up being a bit of a uh, bit of a badass. Were thrown into the cops to try and sort you out, you know. Mm-hmm. And from there, you wound up in Hong Kong um, undercover. With you so far? Oh. You are there. Sorry, you're frozen there. I tell you we're going. Oh, no. Sorry. No. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so you end up in uh, Hong Kong then undercover trying to get into all these drug squads and find out uh, who's doing what. And in order to do that, then, you you start off by just kind of walking through a Hong Kong market. And it feels right. You know? (laughs) It feels legit. It feels like these the people fucking selling shit all over the place, selling everything mm-hmm. from clothes to uh, cans of like monster style drink, you know. And you're just walking around doing kind of a kind of protection rackets at the time, like you know. And every once in a while, someone will try and get away, and you'll be chasing them through the market. And they're thinking, yeah, that's not bad. It's kind of teaching you the ins and outs at that stage, you know, uh, how to use this kind of martial art moves and stuff like that. It goes from there then, outside of that then you get into more of the uh, kind of GTA style of things where you're commandeering vehicles and ripping them around the place and chasing guys down. But it all gets really, really fucking heavy and really, really harsh. It it takes itself very seriously, even though it occasionally takes a piss. It takes itself very, very seriously and it's a really, really kind of dark game. There's a lot of cool little mechanics in it, like... If I've got a guy on the side of the road and I need know I need to beat him up, I could easily open the boot of a parked car anywhere near me, and there's going to be a tire iron in there, and I can beat the feck out of him with this tire iron. They come ready in Hong Kong. Yeah, they really they don't <laughs> fuck around on the wrong side of the road, let me tell you. You know. <laughs> but the story evolves and tells about, you know, you're moving up through this criminal ladder trying to find all these different guys, you're double-crossing some guys along the way, you're getting double-crossed by other guys, and it's a case of trying to suss out who's at the top and how to get there without being caught. And the further that Shane gets involved in all this criminal activity, the more his boss wants to pull him from the uh, from the gig, mm-hmm. you know. But, of course, he's kicking back, so he's half going rogue all the way through, and there's always this really wonky torn to the dark side kind of vibe to it. Yep. It's absolutely fantastic. Also, um, I don't think it's Shane himself. I think it's his boss. is voiced by uh, Robin Shu, who you'd know as being Liu Kang from the Mortal Kombat movie. Which oh, is kind of cool. You cool. know, I don't think he's done anything outside of the Mortal Kombat movie since because of his bizarrely I've, shaped I've, nipples. Yeah, I, I've, I think I've seen him in some uh, straight-to-sci-fi channel movies. I'm not positive it was him, but I think he's made some appearances in some things. There's a good chance of that. I think he played mm-hmm. Gain in uh, Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li as well. And if you oh, haven't Christ. seen that, yeah. don't. No, I haven't, and I pretty much said I wouldn't the minute I saw the poster in the theater. It's like, nah. Why, why, why is M. Bison Irish? Who came up with that? 
What's going on I, there? Dude, you're talking about a franchise whose first movie had the only American played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> this is fucking true. <laughs> like, it's, like, he's the only American in the damn series, guys. <laughs> And then they had they had a Samoan play the sumo wrestler, and yeah, that 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 movie had problems. Yeah, that movie had problems, all right. They did have a lot of American in that series, though. Like, yeah, Kane and Balrog as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're right. It's just been that long since I fucking seen this movie. Um, it, but uh, yeah, Van Damme as Guile, not a good idea. No, terrible Luckily idea. Enough, you did have um, you did have Kylie Minogue's ass as Cammy and. That's going to sell a few tickets if nothing else. You know? Yep. But, um, but it's only in there for the first five minutes of the movie, and then you're like, well, what else is there left to do for these two hours? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, apart from Not sitting a- there going, well, at least Amy Weiss are fucking Irish. You know? <laughs> 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 Who the fuck came up with that? Um, yeah, don't see The Legend of Chun-Li. But Sleeping Dogs definitely play it. It plays... A mix as it, in case you didn't know, it's a take on the old true crime games. True crime okay. Street of LA, true crime New York City. This was going to be true crime Hong Kong. They just now, changed the name to it. Yeah, they got changed the name. Somebody a label dropped them, another label picked them up, kind of thing. There was a name change, but it's still the game it was going to be. If you see like videos of alpha builds from back in like uh, say 2010. This is still the fucking same game, you know what I mean? Yep, gotcha. And I, I remember it being cancelled, and I remember being gutted because I've seen a lot of the YouTube videos, and I was like, this is amazing, this looks like the best game ever. And <laughs> then it got cancelled, and I was sickened, but luckily enough, it came back from the grave, and it did not disappoint. It's absolutely phenomenal. I, I highly recommend it. So what you got then, so for your game of the year, it's been a long year. Alright, yeah. Uh, are we just doing one, or are we, do, are we naming a few? You can and, go with many as you like, sir. Okay. The, it comes down to two big ones, and I'll, I'll say one of them right now, and that is uh, Fallout 4. And, is it as good as they say? Well, it depends on who you're listening to. Um, I'm so not of, listening to the guys who own porn sites, because they're not happy about it. But uh, <laughs> That was pretty fucking funny. That was fucking that funny, was, man. <laughs> That was pretty hysterical. Uh, like, like, I know we forego this, but that's the event of the year. The fact that porn took a statistical loss on the day Fallout came out. <laughs> that, yes, that's yes, something it is. the record books, You know what? Man. That fucking wins that category hands fucking <laughs> down. It, it, look, it takes some earth-moving shit to make porn less attractive to folk. <laughs> and somehow Fallout pulled it off. Um, without pulling it out. Anyway, um, <laughs> Fallout 4 is, is if, you, if you're a fan of the Fallout series and you appreciate more of the same in a new setting each time like I do, then Fallout 4 is probably the best one they've put out, in my opinion. And my opinion is, by and large, extraordinarily biased because it takes place in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and mostly Boston, which is my backyard. Oh, okay. Like, I do not live in Boston. I'm about a 40-minute car ride to Boston. I have been to almost every area I've traveled to in this game. Like, I, I'm, re- I'm recognizing 
the fake landmarks and what should actually be there and their little and their little not so subtle jokes about it as well um and that to me has been just the biggest appeal of that game uh but other than that, you got a real solid uh, Fallout game. It's uh, it's just as buggy as any other Bethesda fucking game out there. Um, it's it's clunk. It handles clunky. It's still just bizarre as hell. But it's got it's it's got all the cool goofy humor with all the fun, you know, freeze time and then pull out your special button mashing enjoyment that they all have. I like the fact that uh, they still have the ink spots doing the team tune. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I thought that was cool. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they brought back the same 1930s band from the fucking uh, from Fallout Three and dropped another bomb in there. <laughs> dropped the bomb, Fallout. Brilliant. Uh, well, that's another thing you too. Crack me up. This one, I'm not sure if this is the only one to do it, but in in this game, there's some music. That is not actually from that era. It's got to be new songs, but are made to sound like they're from that era, and they're fantastic. Like, just fantastic. Yeah. Am I the only one who thinks 1930s music is creepy as fuck? No, it it is creepy because of uh, the old-ass, just, like, real scratchy and grindy sounds of their recording gives them very creepy. And don't forget, we're a generation... That grew up wherever you need a creepy moment, it's going to be like that fucking Beethoven, I forget which symphony, played yeah, on yeah. an old scratchy record player as some creep just watches you from a distance. You know what I mean? Okay, now um, I, I, I genuinely, I don't, I'm, I know it is partly the sound and the production and the fact that you have that grainy record sound, but yep. also, I don't know, there's something that Beethoven. Mad soft harmonic ballads that makes it sound like they are sung by ghosts. Yeah, they don't sound it's human. So, they no, no, it's so off putting. It's so creepy, man. And it, it's a, it's performances that you cannot see live here. So like, yeah. like that, like that sort of style went out of fashion real fucking quick. Like you can you can hear almost. Every music from any generation redone by enthusiasts today, but none of them can actually recreate like what you were saying that like that softness to it mm-hmm. that these records have because nobody can actually sing like that live. It's 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 something about the way they were recorded that yeah they they sound almost disembodied. Yeah, they do. They sound sound almost paranormal. It's very very creepy. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, also, absolutely useless information uh, about the Ink Spot who did those songs. They're still going today with none of the original members. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I tell you, roll, yo. <laughs> kind of like Guar, I guess. Good for, good for them. <laughs> yeah, fucking almost like the Misfits, too, man. Yeah, yup. Yo. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. They're still on the go, but they don't have any original members anymore. Um... Apparently, a load of other bands just took the name and went with it. Kind of similar to the uh, to the Of The Dead movies back in the day. You know, there was no real copyright on Night of the Living Dead, so everything else could be Of The Living Dead for a right. while. Yep. You know, uh, similar idea, except we're really creepy ghost bastards. <laughs> so, uh, we'll push on then. Um, 
Would Love and Fall Out 4, then? Uh, Fall Out 4 would be one of them, but if, if I'm going to double up here, the game I had the most fun with this year and have played the most, uh, as of right now, I have beaten it three times, and it's only come out this year, is Bloodborne. That's supposed to be uh, kind of Dark Souls kind of... It is made by the same company and very much the same team that made Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Hmm. Um, is it more kind of a steampunkish looking one? Am I thinking the right it, one? Yes. It, I mean... Victorian, it's, it's, if you will. Victorian is a better way to... Because it's not actually yeah. steampunk. It's like... Yeah, it's steampunk if you took the gears out of the hats. You know what I mean? It's, it's just... Yeah. It's just straight up Victorian looking. Um, uh, oh man, like I like, like nightmare creatures. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. Like, I, me and many other people will say that Bloodborne was the Castlevania 3D that we all deserved. Um, it it is by far, hands down, my favorite game this year. It is just everything about about it from the aesthetic from the story and from the bizarre way that you actually get the story like the game if you've ever played a souls game at all they're set up okay they're not for everybody like it takes it takes a certain taste and i have to say this for me the taste was acquired it literally took me listening to people and people i respect or people that were friends of mine because no, those two don't don't ever. I never respect my friends. Um, <laughs> raving about this series before I would ever give it a shot because I heard what most people heard. Oh, it sucks! It's just a pain in the ass game. It's not fun, and these games are known for being infamously difficult, and they are. They they're actually really really hard. If you're used mm-hmm. to the modern mindset of game playing, this shit is tough to play and beat. Uh, yeah, I, I I look at them and I think to myself from my uh, I'm I'm a hack and slash kind of guy, so I think looking at them, I'm thinking from a hack and slash kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. But in hack and slash, it's all about reactions uh, and moving at the precise moment and getting the fuck out of the way, and it's all about waiting till that last second. And it looks like these games are the complete opposite. No, you know, no, actually, you're oh, really? wrong. They are exactly that. But to like the tenth degree, they are extremely unforgiving in all those regards. So if you don't time it perfectly, you take damage and you take serious damage. And on top of that, add a penalty of losing all your currency and all your points for leveling up if you die. Oh, and, really? and these are games where you're going to die a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the whole base of the game is it is this suit like uh have you ever played uh monster hunter i played a little bit of it okay. it was a little too heavy for my liking i well, remember uh, having a guy in the show here a couple months ago uh mike from son of a glitch and he was telling us about monster hunter 4 mm-hmm. and kind of explaining it to me and why you've got that heftier sword but i i don't know personally i like to be quick on my feet so it just didn't appeal to me you know yep and but well like Monster Hunter, this game had like the games in general. Before I get specifically into Bloodborne, have a wide array of weapons, and each weapon has its own unique set of moves. And like the animations, you can't cancel out of. 
So like when you make a move, you're dedicated. Mm-hmm. Like you like commit to that shit. Yeah, you like, you are committed. Like for better or for worse, your character is doing that move if you press that fucking button, and your stamina is limited. You have to stop attacking to regain stamina to continue attacking. And oh, um, oh my head just fried right there. I'm thinking Dante having to stop for a second. See, that's, that's the thing though. It's yeah, it, it's not character action, but it's definitely action you know what i mean it's it's a tough thing to explain unless you get your hands excuse me on it directly but so on top of that it's got it's got the it's got the souls like difficulty although many would claim that it was one of the easier in the series which is true still hard it's still going to be harder than most people are nor are used to um on top of that they made it much quicker in Bloodborne than any Souls game. Like they're like Souls, the big thing when you're starting off is use your shield and use your shield well. Mm-hmm. There's no shields in this game. Like if you don't want to get hit, you got to dodge. And so they gave you a quick dodge when you're locked on now, where you can kind of like tuck and weave and try to get behind a character to try to fight. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, but. So the diff- so the combat is much quicker, much more fast paced. Now on top of that, this game combined two of my favorite things. The game starts off, and I don't think this is a spoiler, only because really, guys, if you want a story in this game, you have to read item descriptions, or else there's no real story to be had. Like the story, like you're dealing with shit after the apocalypse, and that's always been the idea of the Souls games. Is that if you want to know what happened before you got here, you have to read the descriptions on the shit you're finding to try to piece the story together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool and unique and gives you a different type of way of telling a story that can only be told in video games. Like, you couldn't make a film or a comic, despite the fact that they made a terrible comic out of Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> and it's terrible for this very reason. Um, like, you can't tell this story well in any other medium. Um, but the game starts off in this Victorian-looking aesthetic, which is basically London, if London in the 1900s was one gigantic castle that had smaller castles built on top of it. And uh, on top of that... And is, a top hat. Y- y- tons of top hats in this movie. <laughs> um, and all the things you are fighting look like stuff that would come out of Castlevania or better. Like, it's it's much... It's really got that vampire werewolf motif for about a half of the game. And then as you start to dive into this world deeper and you get into it, it does a hard, and I mean a hard turn, into Lovecraftian cosmic horror. Which, Ooh, okay. which I am a enormous Lovecraft fan. Again, being from the Boston area, kind of, you know, homegrown hero, even though that hero was a fucking, you know maniac and uh xenophobe and whatever his work was good uh, but um i love lovecraftian horrors like specifically the cthulhu mythos like everyone who ever says they're into lovecraft is is but this game handles it seem to blow up over the last couple of years in popularity what happened there i think people i, I missed that fucking boat what no happened? here's what happened people finally figured out what the shit they loved for so long was actually coming from 
Oh, okay. Um, with the inter- it just seemed to be a shitstorm of Cthulhu stuff. Yeah, like, it, well, you're you're right in the video game shtick because people consider it kind of, like everything with a video game involving Cthulhu has been basically a parody, except Dark Corners of the Earth, which, by the way, I know it had its problems, but I really love that game. Um, the thing is, Lovecraft handled so many things that we consider tropes now in horror and science fiction and most people don't know where it comes from like they don't know that this guy was the guy like the godfather of it all and i think with just basically information being easier to attain now than it ever was before people can actually like connect the dots back to its source and when people finally realize, like, just how cool, not necessarily the original stories are, but the mythos that was built around these characters long after the creator died is, people are like, yeah, like, that, that's a cool fucking concept. We should focus on that. Also, it's kind of a unique protag- uh, antagonist when it's literally a god. Mm-hmm. But not a god in the way that, like, anime always ends up with their characters killing god. God in the sense of the word that it's something you can neither see, touch, taste, hear, or feel. But it's ever-present. It's omnipresent. And the only thing that's keeping it from destroying you utterly is that you're so insignificant it doesn't care to look at you. Like... That's a hell of a theme. Mm-hmm. And the whole theme of Bloodborne is these people have been fucking with blood from these creatures for so long that they are paying attention to them. And it gets okay. like, like literally dimensions fold in on each other in that game. And like shit that you've gone through a hundred times because there's a lot of backtracking in that game. All of a sudden, as, like, uh, basically there's this thing called insight, which you can use as a currency, but it works like a reverse insanity meter. As you start bearing witness to this weird cosmic horror, your insight grows. And the higher the number of insight points you have, the more you start to notice what's going on in this city. And as it starts to climb into, like, the 40s and 50 level you start seeing shit that you couldn't see before in this world, and you just see just how overrun by other dimensional characters this fucking world is. Okay, think of, uh, think of, uh, uh, what was it? They Live. If, if, you know, the aliens were cosmic entities that are beyond description. I was actually kind of thinking They Live in... But the other way around, I was thinking, uh, DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah, m- more, Which plays on yeah. the We Live kind of idea. Yes, except that Dante, being half demon, always saw this shit. This is, you're a human. Yeah, yeah. And as you start to let your humanity slip, and you're gaining more power by this insight, you're also realizing you're becoming less and less human. And just like what you see cannot be unseen. And you don't even know if you made the right decision. Like that sounds fucking cool, dude. Like <laughs> that sounds so fucking cool. Sh- like, and don't get me wrong, I don't want them to change the difficulty because the gameplay is why you stay. Mm-hmm. But the barrier to entry of the game being so fucking hard 
keeps so many people from trying this game and diving deep into it. And it is a commitment. Like, if there's a story in there, and it's phenomenal, but you you have to pick it out. Like, it's like, the game doesn't tell you a story. The game provides you with a game, and there's a story in there if you care to find it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it's So, like, you, like the legwork is maximum for this game. But when you do it, the reward you feel is just better than any other game I've ever played. That um, sounds so fucking good. It sounds like such a cool concept. Yeah, it, seriously, it's a mind blower. And, and even if you're not super into the game, and I know the creators wouldn't want you to, me to say this, if you can go like online and go to YouTube and find like the lore explained or the story told, and just, like we're talking days worth of fucking audio of just people analyzing this game and mm-hmm. what has gone on, and um. But more so importantly, like the game is really difficult. The bosses in particular. There have been bosses that I'm not kidding, I have fought nearly 50 times before I beat. And every time, remember, when every time you die in that game, every time you lose, there's a severe penalty for losing. Like, you, you just lost all your currency and all your leveling up skill. Like, you, like... Your the, all your progress from the last time you leveled up into the point you died is now lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the design of the game. And when you finally, and I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. Like, yeah, good. I, 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 I so can many... tell I'm planting the seed in your mind already. <laughs> uh, which is exactly what happened to me. How I got into it because at first I'm like, I'm not gonna like this. But then I heard other people just going on about. It. I'm like. Nah, man. Nah, I want to be the big dick G that gets to brag about beating the unbeatable fucking boss in this Yes! Game. And that's the thing, when you finally... I want to be the legend! Like, dude, like, when you when you finally beat these things, the sense that, like, I've never felt my heart pounding and the adrenaline pumping over a video game. Like, like most... Most of us are at the point where we're fucking, we're drinking a Slurpee, we're smoking a fucking joint, and we're eating a cheeseburger while we're playing these high-octane thrill games, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're about as laid back as they fucking get. This game, you can have zero distractions. Oh yeah, by the way, you can't pause the game. That's how fucking tough this game is. Everything runs in real time. Everything runs in real time. There is, like, there are safe zones you can get to, but, like, you have to get there. If you gotta take a piss... And you haven't cleared the zone? Tough shit for you, fucker. Like it's, I haven't uh, seen that happen since uh, the original Dead Space. Oh, by the way, while you're playing the game, other players online can just invade you and kill you. Ah, that's a bit shit. Oh, you've ruined it now, man. You've ruined it. Well, you've ruined Christmas. There's a trade-off. You. There's a trade-off. I'm going home. You get an item in the game that lets you call people in to help you. Oh, so okay, if okay. you run into a boss that you, like me, like cannot beat... You have the option of using some of your insight points to summon in help. Problem is, if you can summon in help, you can also summon in the assholes. And so you so, don't get to choose. I kind of turn around and go, "Fuck it, I'll get mad at shit." You can no, you 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 can. In Bloodborne, they actually did a really weird backdoor way of doing that, where you can put a password on your game. So, like, if I want a friend to get in. We'll both decide on a password and then just, you know, ring, one of us rings the bell and another and that guy should theoretically launch to your game. Me and my friends never got it to work. 
Like, it never worked. Um, because, like, the game doesn't even feature, like, a voice chat. Like, like the idea is, like, when you summon help in, he's a disembodied spirit from another world. He's here to help you, but he could just as equally run away and do nothing. You know what I mean? Yes, um, yes. But mostly, if you're spending the point, most people aren't doing it to be a troll. They're there to help you. But when you summon in help, that's when the uh, that's when people who want to take you down can actually get into your game. It's 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 a very the, I'm enthralled by this. Idea. I know, I and really the, the reason am. I'm going into it in such depth is that I hope that like you decide because you got a PlayStation Three, right? I've got a PS Three. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you it's can't reading discs at the moment, but oh, that can be sorted. Okay. You can't. That, that can be dealt with. You can't play Bloodborne, which is my favorite of the series, but you can play Dark Souls and Demon mm-hmm. Souls, and it's my hope that these games are dirt cheap now. Maybe you try them. You know what I mean? Because uh, it took me just being like, "Ah, Dark Souls, you're five bucks used. I'll try you," mm-hmm. um, and I was hooked. Fucking I love the idea of a bastard hard game. I think too many games are easy now. Like, uh, there's too many things that reward you now. Even look at the uh, Super Mario games, for example. You know, the latest Super Mario games, if you die enough times, they'll give you admit- invincibility. Fuck you. If I die too many times, it's my fault for being shit. These, you know, um, yeah, this series will make you cry, dude. Like, oh, good, good. Like, there was literally, I got to a point in Bloodborne, which is my favorite, my game of the year now. Where I just said, fuck this shit, I'm like, fuck it, and turned it off and didn't play it for three fucking weeks. And I was right at the cusp of a pivotal moment where if I could just turn this corner, like, all sorts of cool shit in this game was going to happen. Uh-huh. And I remember talking to a friend of mine online, I'm like, I can't do it, man. I'm like, like I like I don't know how to beat this one boss, He's he's too fucking fast for the weapon set that I use in the points that I put in. And you can kind of fuck yourself, you know what I mean, if you if you, you handle build yourself your, too heavy, for example. Exactly, because there's some bosses in the game that are just too fucking fast. And the mm-hmm. game expects you, no, no, get out there, go grind some more points, get a better weapon, and then try it again. But I'm like, knowing all of that, I'm trying, and I just can't beat it. I just can't fucking beat it. I'm trying to summon people in. We still can't beat it, you know what I mean? And my first run... I wanted to beat all the bosses solo. It's kind of a point of pride in that series. Is like yeah, yeah. summoning help is for the noobs and for people on their second run who don't want to sit here for a month trying to beat a guy. Because the game, really, some of the bosses, if you have help, are just the easiest fuckers to kill. Um, but solo, there's not, there's no such thing as an easy fight. Um, and then, like, I, re- I remember asking him, like, dude, all right, what, like, how do you beat him? And he just types into me, he's like, there's no trick, quit being a pussy, pick up your big boy pants, walk into that fucking boss arena, and be the big dick G that you were destined to be. And (laughs) those were his exact words. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, he's fucking right. He's like, I'm not going to let this fucking beat me. And I'll never forget, it took me seven fucking attempts in two fucking hours. And just by, like, just by the skin of my fucking teeth, dude, I managed to pull out a win on that fucking boss. It, th- there was no greater moment in gaming for me than that. 
There is nothing better than would you get to lay that smackdown and just think yourself, you know what? That's fucking right. I, I almost know. didn't want to continue playing because I felt I beat the game at that moment. I'm like, <laughs> motherfucker. And just in case anyone out there listening plays, it was Mata Ligarius was the boss that I was trying to beat. Fucking mummy skeleton man with a scythe in one hand, a sword in another, and the fucker just has these exploding fucking skulls that he launches at you that just will one-shot you if you get hit. That's another thing. Every boss has moves that will just obliterate you if you take it face-on. This guy launched nothing but those moves. Like, if you took any one of his hits square to the face... You were done. And if he nicked you, you were down to all but like one sixteenth of your health bar. Like mm-hmm. he when he fucking hit, he hit hard. And usually when things are hit that hard, they're slow. Nah, motherfucker. This guy was a gymnast. Like <laughs> it, it was insane. Like the way to beat him, you had to have perfect, perfect timing to shoot him as he was launching at you. To stun him, which is a gimmick of the Bloodborne game. But his shit was so, like, his tell was so quick. Like, you needed to, like, work your fucking left index finger up to be able to react fast enough to get him. It I was, love it. yeah, dude, insanity. Fucking, do you find yourself just a matter of interest as a, as a gamer who likes a good fucking challenge in a game? Do you find yourself communicating with your enemy? Uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, threatening, constantly, or just, like, just saying the absolute worst things a human could say to another all the time. Yeah, dude, I am, I am very vocal. I could see you doing that, yeah, yeah, I could see it happening. Especially when I'm alone, and I know no one can hear me, the absolute most offensive of obscenities, like I had fucking Tourette's or something. <laughs> like, I, um... it's not even, like, appropriate for the scene. I just let loose. I, I, I find myself a lot of the time when you hit that whole game button just sort of and go, oh, yeah, you're in trouble now. You know? <laughs> or, uh, and then just fucking let them loose. That and um, any time I floor a dude who's been giving me trouble, I always find myself just putting the control on him and going, didn't know who you were fucking with. You know? I think okay. what I do more often than anything else, though, is just... I find myself doing it in driving games a lot as well. Or in hack and slash when I get a good dodge, I'll just take one hand off the controller for a second, flip him off, oh, and then go back. I he do- can't see it. Everybody else in the room thinks I'm a douche, but I got it. You know? <laughs> a fair amount of Twitch streaming. I'm not a professional or nothing. I just kind of like having an audience when I uh, play games. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I am- you can stream directly oh, from your PS4 too, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's one button press easy. Uh... But, um, like, I am constantly flipping off my TV. Where I just, like... I I actually have some YouTube footage of me beating the first few bosses in that game. I'll, I'll link them to you after the show. Like, if you want to see me getting excited to try to kill shit in that game, this is pretty much it. I'm hugely intrigued. Hit me up and I'll throw it on, uh, on HSN's page. Will do. Will do. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, I find myself flipping off a lot of fucking things, uh... Especially in driving games, if I find myself just, just about getting past the other car, I'll flip them off as I'm going past. Like, Nuts. you know. 
<laughs> and like I said, it's ridiculous. It doesn't know. Everybody else in the room thinks you're a fool, but uh, I can't help oh, it. And that's what's important, goddammit. That is what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, Bioshock Infinite is on my game of the year list because it kind of took me down a peg or two. Uh, Bioshock is a series that I've never been into. I thought the first one was poo. I didn't bother with the second one. And I picked up Infinite lately because A, it was cheap, and I am cheap. Look <laughs> at this fucking Santa hat. You know, like, look at this thing. It's cheaper than Tara Reid, for God's sake. You know, but, um... Oh, uh, uh, A, <laughs> A low, right. low, come on, how much lower can she be? Don't kick her now. You <laughs> motherfucking the, Euro. You turned but, off your um, camera so I can't see your Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I, I, I picked this up because it was cheap and it's gorgeous. I knew it was gorgeous. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen footage of it. And I thought the graphics are absolutely stunning. I want to be involved in that world. And I wasn't I wasn't ready for just how immersed you get in this world. Little this world did you already. know it was actually your world, huh, Spud? Yeah, hell about that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone had cheap-ass Santa hats on. It was amazing. <laughs> Not just your world, everybody's world. But it's just gorgeous world and it's all it's a city in the sky mm-hmm. and the story is you're a guy going in to get a chick out of the city in the sky doesn't really tell you who or what for until you get further on so I can't really get into definite oh, you know? have you beaten the game yet? I have but there's very little I can say with it being very spoiler heavy oh the game's four years old like I, like I would say go for it if you wanted to but that's you, you'd think I would but I I, I just can't uh, your boy Robo Duke actually was hitting me up on uh, on HSN's face HSN's Twitter page at hit underscore stat underscore now for anybody who hasn't already followed us on Twitter um, saying Oh, it connects to the other games. You gotta check it out. You gotta get to this part and that part. And I was like, I did get to that part, and I'd love to chat today, but I refused to on the show in case anybody hasn't already. Gotcha. You know, yeah. Considering uh, I only picked it up lately, there's bound to be other guys in the same position. Sidecast had the exact opposite. We had a roundtable discussion, and we invited guests to spoil the fuck out of that game because <laughs> we were so blown away by the story. And I won't, uh, out of respect for you, Spud, I will not spoil anything, but I will say this. The spoiler is not, like, the ending is nothing new. But the way it's handled is so well done, it deserved its praise. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, And again, it's all gorgeous. And the way it's told throughout these little bits throughout the entire game, like, it's not, like, uh... Call of Duty Ghosts there, where it just goes, here's the story, here's what happened, go, go, go. No, it's drip-fed to you as the game goes on, and that adds a lot to it as well. It's done at such a slow pace. Yeah. And, like, I I just remember, like, I won't say what the revelation was, but, like, the twins are paramount character based. There's two people, a brother and a sister. And I remember... Halfway through beating the game, and there's already been some drops of the story, and I remember lying in bed trying to go to sleep, and then just thinking, oh my god, I just figured them out. <laughs> oh, shit. And it like it's so subtle, I didn't get it at first, and I'm like, I should have known that from the fucking moment I saw them. 
but they don't tell you that shit, so you wouldn't think about it till mm-hmm. right now. It's like, oh wow, that's cool. All right, yep, gotta go finish this game now. Fuck it. It's so good, and you know the thing I love is the fact that the uh, the contrast is you've got a very well told and fairly sophisticated story for a video game because we don't get too into sophisticated a lot of the time. We like to just beat people up. Oh, you speak know, for yourself. I love a good sophisticated game. I love a good sophisticated game. I just don't come across them as often as I'd like. That, you know? That's a good point. Fair enough. Um, and this does that, but the contrast to it is that the gameplay is silly as fuck, and I absolutely love that. It plays like Bulletstorm. Wee! You know? Yeah, just it's zip it alone on that stupid line. <laughs> yeah, taking slow-mo shots, launching dudes into the air, and juggling them with a shotgun, fucking turning into a ram and ramming guys off a city in the sky. It's ridiculous, but it works so well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I, love that, that it, I love how their public transportation... Also, uh, also lends itself so well as a personal neck breaker. It's like <laughs> you give these to kids, yeah. Jesus Christ, guys! <laughs> <laughs> and some real heavy shit in it as well. Like yep. the the opening scene when you're in the little market and uh, you get the interracial couple, couple that you're supposed to throw fucking tomatoes at. What tomato? The they were baseballs. Like, baseballs? Yeah, those. It's like my shit's not HD. You know? Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, those are baseballs. You're like, no, bludgeon them to death. We're not here to humiliate. We're here to kill. Uh, it's uh, who the hell wrote the lottery? I forget the famous short story, but uh, it was supposed to be like that sort of moment where like the first almost hour of the game is just like. This I want to live here. This is such a yep. nice city. Everybody's so pleasant to each other. Listening oh, we're all gathering around in the village green. We're going to have ourselves a tournament. And what kicks off the festivities? Ah, we caught this interracial couple. By the way, that's highly illegal here. Why don't you bludgeon them both to death? It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Shit got serious real fucking quick here. Yeah, 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 it just drops like a fucking bomb, and considering I wasn't into the last games, that's the exact moment where I really stood up and paid attention like a fucking meerkat. You know? Yeah, there's something I want to say. I don't think it's really a spoiler, but I'm just giving you the fair warning in case you think Go for it, it go for it, sir. You have the mic. One of the beauties of that game, because it's a game that makes you make choices several times in that game, and there's a point in the game where you realize that none of your choices matter. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what you choose to do, you never get to do it. I'm like, oh, that's deep. And you're not going to understand why that's deep until you beat the game. But, like, it was just that, like, that realization is like, but I made all these choices that we never fucking followed up with at all throughout this whole game. Holy shit, man. Like, you don't notice it until the very end. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well done, guys. Bravo. Great. Great way to put a story out. And it's not like the end is just a good twist it's a whole fucking spin man you know what i mean it's it's a tw- the last say two hours it's just shock after shock it's a twist like the very very end is a twist that i and i'm sure a lot of people guessed in in the hours leading up to the final reveal 
I didn't. I, I'm really? usually good to catch this stuff, but I didn't on this one. I remember saying it to girlfriend though and explaining what happened, and she was just saying, I can imagine your jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> you know? it, yeah, it, it doesn't... But like the thing is, like it doesn't matter if you guess it, because the reveal and the post-credits were so unbelievably well done that, like... Yeah, okay, even if you knew this was coming, bravo. You you handle this better than almost anything else in this medium. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, the fact that it's a Bioshock game is completely... Sub- so, like, I think... I'm really sure that, like, this was a story of a game that was never intended to be Bioshock. And then I they can just feel kinda, that. I like the when and where it links back as well, though. You know? They, well... Let me put it this way, and again, now we're kind of diving into spoiler territory. But yeah, I suppose we are, aren't we? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll ju- I'll keep it as vague as humanly possible. The expansions of that game, I hated because it ruins oh, really? it, it ruins the original ending to that game for me, and I can't get into it on air because I would have to explain the ending. Yeah. But to yes. me, and this is subject for conversation. People may disagree with me. I know Keith did quite vocally. I did not like it because there's a finality to the expansions and part of the loose and open for interpretation original ending was what made it so appealing to me. Yes, yes. I, I, I can feel that. Yep. I can and by, feel by, that. by ending, I mean the post-credit ending was like, all right, I choose to believe this because I saw and heard this and then the expansion's just like, now nah, forget that scene. It never happened. We probably should take it out of the game now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that, like, no, that's bad. Just you know, one of my favorite parts in that whole game is, though, uh, there's a bit where you're going through, like, one of the poorer sections of the. Uh, Col- Col- is it Columbia it's called? Columbia, yeah. Yes, yes, you're going through one of the poorer sections of Columbia. And. Elizabeth spots a guitar and goes, wow, I, I always love guitar. I wish I could play guitar. And you sit there and you start jamming on the guitar. Mm-hmm. She sings out this little song and gives like a kid an apple. Yep. And it's so out of place, but not. You know, but you're it so, fits in perfectly. Yeah, it should so be outrageous. right when you say it's out of place because that guitar is the only thing in that basement and it's not an area you have to go to. Like, it's, oh, really? that whole scene doesn't trigger anything. You can beat the game without doing that scene. It's, I did not it's know that. It's literally there just to throw flavor into the game. And it's like... Because I search fucking everything. Yep, and, and it's there because the game wants you to search because they do... put Like, basically, if you want to know what's going on, you have to search for those fucking uh, tape decks. You have to. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Which is, which is both a pro and a con. You know what I mean? It's 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 like on one hand I love collectibles, on the other hand it's really tough that like you. Holy can, shit! I found one. You're a guy who loves collectibles. Yeah, I do like collectibles. I'm not crazy about them the way some people are, but I do love collectibles. But when your story, when a good majority of your story can easily be missed by people who just aren't that good at finding them, because they 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 hide some of them fucking hard. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I didn't find them all on my first try, and I was trying. I, like that can become a problem when a pivotal when a pivotal moment happens, 
and your player just never finds it, you know? This is true. Uh, I've got to wonder if some of the ones that are actually pivotable... I know, it's a hard word. Uh, It really is. You fucking nailed it, man. (laughs) Um, I wonder if some of the important ones are put right there in your face. I think think the super important ones are, but the more subtle ones, i.e. the ones about the twins... Uh, yes. That I mean, and they never outright say the secret of the twins, but there's one, there's one, and then there's one actual, like, you know, the, like, little, like, Nickelodeon, by Nickelodeon, I mean the old-timey version, like, you put the little nickel in there and you watch the flip video thing. Oh, yes, yes. There's yes. one that shows uh, the twins, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm glad I found this. Because if I just didn't bother, I might have missed out on something, you know? And uh, Yeah, yeah. Again, apologies I'd for being vague, but this is just in case anybody hasn't played the game yet. Yeah, I, I just I don't like dropping a spoiler because I know I'm always late to the party. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's somebody else who's so late to the party that most of the guys have already gone home and the place is already covered in vomit. Fair enough, you know, fair enough. <laughs> like the hangovers have already started to kick in. You want to spoil the fuck out of this game? You're welcome on Sidecast anytime because we constantly bring. Like there's, like there's always a man, there's always a girl, there's always a lighthouse. Is an expression we use constantly, even when it has nothing to do with what we are talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I will take you up on that offer in New Year, sir. I will play through uh, Bioshock again. I might even play through the original again, so I can. Really get involved, and I'll nice. fucking I'll happily come on and chat out with you guys. <laughs> Anytime you want, man. You let us know. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, they would be my two. I'd also like to give honorable mentions to uh, Red Dead Redemption, which consistently blows my mind, and one particular part in it that I can't get enough of. That just you know, every once in a while you get a game where just you can't help but just sit there and drink it in and go, wow, mm-hmm. you know. There's a piece in Red Dead Redemption where you get to Mexico and a song called Far Away by a guy called uh, Josie Gonzalez plays. And it's a little little acoustic jam. Uh, as you're, Well, you've got full control of your character, but me, I was just kind of walking the horse around this area at dusk in the middle of nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And it all felt amazing. Nice. Absolutely amazing. It's one of those just live in that world moment, you know? Very nice, yep. It was fantastic, and it's a game that consistently blows me away. I love the characters, I love the world, I love that universe, I love the fucking quick shot idea. I think it's absolutely fantastic, which is great, because the original Red Dead was poo. So, <laughs> honorary mentions to Red Dead, and just for fun, honorary mentions to uh, Castlevania Lord of Shadow 2, which I know you weren't a fan of, but I gotta say, I I enjoyed it. I was hungry for a hack and slash, and this did what I had to. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, I I found it was a half ass stealth. War, yeah, but... yeah, I found a half ass stealth game that just took forever to get to the hack and slash, and then the hack and slashing wasn't that great. The first few hours I found very frustrating, <sighs> but after that, when I started hacking the slashing, I started to realize how you were transitioning between the real world and the castle world. Mm-hmm. 
it all started to make sense and it I thought it became very enjoyable. I thought it was a fun story hidden behind a really bad game. It's like the best way I described it. Because like I wanted... I really like the guy who did Dracula's voice as well. I think he's very, very well done. Well, that's the thing. The voice acting was great. The characters yeah. were phenomenal. The look of the game was awesome. It was just like... I'm fucking Dracula, okay? I'm the fucking Prince of Darkness. I'm Death Incarnate. I have to sneak behind this fucking reject from a heavy metal magazine. Like, what? what? <laughs> I have to turn into a rat to say, I'm fucking Dracula. The game starts off with me killing every member of the Vatican and then making it explode. Like, I... How cool was that? Yeah, it was, it was the... Like, I, like, the whole... And he grabs that cross and says the crazy prayer and blows shit up. Like, he literally is like, I am so evil, God himself can't stop me. And then he wins. Like, it's, you, like, and now I have to turn into rats and sneak through fucking air vents because reasons. It's like, oh, well, uh, you've been starving for the last couple of 10 I've years. I've eaten so quite so a few people by the time I got to that first sneak. Yeah, fair game, fair game. Um, I believe Dracula does actually turn into rats in the original story. Though, he can you know? turn into whatever he wants. He's a shapeshifter yeah. by nature. He can turn into fucking mist, for Christ's sake. Because I haven't read Dracula, I'm not big up on my uh, vampire mythology outside of Buffy. But um... <laughs> but my point being is, he does it to be on the offensive or to sleek away. Either way, like it's not to do this silly like this, like it's never out of fear. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. And like the whole premise to Lords of Shadow Two is, you can't die. Death is your reward. You're doing this. <laughs> this is true doing, so that you can get you're killed. You're doing Jean-Luc Picard's bullshit work because he's got the only instrument in known existence that can put you out of your misery. So, like, why Dracula's not butting his heads up against these fucking cyber meatheads to just dismantle them is beyond me. I, I won't disagree. I will not disagree. But I've, I've got to say, when it came to the heat of combat... I had a really good time. Um, I think the parry system is just as good as it was in the original Lord of the Shadow, and I fucking love a good parry system. I love somebody swinging for me and me going, yeah, you know what? Nope. No, you don't. Not today. You know, yeah. Not today. And taking his fucking head off. I thought the uh, challenge missions, um, which are kind of side missions now, uh, were absolutely fantastic. They kept me on my toes as a fucking hack and slash player. Mm. And as a guy who plays a lot of fucking hack and slash, they kept me on my toes and you had to play them on hard mode if you wanted to get through them all, which made it even better. You know, uh, there were a lot of limitations thrown in. And i got to say also, the Cupacabras, somebody's got to kick that motherfucker. <laughs> Did you meet him? Am I the only one who wanted to bring back a midget kicking from fucking Golden Axe? Somebody lay a boot into that uh, son of a bitch, the, quick. The sales guy, is that what you're telling the guy who runs the Yeah, stuff? yeah, that little the fucking random son of a bitch. you have. I am your fucking god king on earth. Yeah, why are you selling me shit? You don't get to sell my merchandise on my property. You pay me for the privilege, fucker. <laughs> not the other way around. Like, my, my shit is on the house, fucker, because I own the house. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, like, like you're right. The, the actual combat portions take place mainly inside Dracula's castle. And those are fun. Yes. But yes. then it's like... 
Yeah, God, it's so convoluted and stupid. It's hard to describe. It's like, so Dracula is only this powerful against the bitches that he himself created? Okay, well, that makes sense, but it also makes Dracula a pussy. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, again, I can't disagree. Like, unless, really you can't. Got, no, unless you got blood ties to him or are fucking in his basement because that's just where we hang out, you got nothing to fear about Dracula. Except for that one fucking tourist family at the beginning, like that—that's it. There are um, there are a few times that that really fucking jumps the shark. Um, did you play through the whole game? I I know I might have watched a walkthrough of it. I never beat it. Like I I don't think I got very much further than when you get the uh, the dragon insignia to do it. Super, okay, yeah, because yeah. I was just done. Would have been around the same time you meet that little Randy Cunt for. Yep. Yeah, fuck. Uh, never let him there's in cage. One bit in the city where you jump on top of a big ass fucking fuel canister. Okay, yep, yep. yep. Did you remember? That? Yeah, like I said, I watched a I watched a uh, walkthrough of this, but uh, yeah, that was the one time that I buried out there. Where fucking Dante did it, grand. He's already silly and he knows Dun- it. He sorts some bad guys, eats pizza beside the jukebox. Dante's it a works. punk rock demon. Like, he's supposed to yeah. be stupid. Like, that's, like, if Billy Idol actually is, if Billy Idol's father was Satan, that's what Dante is. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, and you believe it when Dante does it. You know what I mean? You really do. But he you're not going to believe it when the Prince of fucking Darkness does it, you know? <laughs> and just like... Oh, God, like Alucard, the character that everyone's been pining for forever. And you make him look so cool. And he is nothing in this fucking game till the very end. And then it's such a just like, again, not to spoil nothing, but it's just such a like, father and son, the end. Like, yeah, yeah. God, all Um, right, whatever. I, I, I. Was disappointed that you didn't get to play out of them. Yeah. You know? And then they sold that as extended content, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think it was much more than a horde mode, though. And in, in which case, by the way, guys, I don't have a problem with horde modes, but they should come on the disc. Because if you're spending time for extra content that you want extra money for, and one of those is a horde mode, and, uh,. Fuck it. By horde mode, you mean like what? Bloody Palace survival? Yes, like yeah, you know, yeah. see how long it can last. And by the way, yeah, it, yeah, waves of opponents. Bioshock yeah. Infinite's guilty of this too, selling just like yeah, this is our official expansion, horde mode. It's like guys, nobody likes horde modes. Yeah, we. we I I enjoy them, but I want them after I beat my game. I want them to be on the fucking card. We enjoy them. We don't ever want to pay extra for them. They are, no, no, definitely not. There's there, there's something that you should just throw in because go ahead, fuck with these guys and see what they can do. That's fine. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. Stop making. No one's ever thought they were fun. Knock it off. <laughs> So let's do this then. Let's do it. Let's fucking wrap this motherfucker up. Let's do it. For the last time this year, we've got. What have we got? Oh shit, it's been a while. What have we got? We've got Sleeping Dogs. We've got Castlevania. No, we don't. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> Bioshock. We have Bloodborne. And we have. What was your other one, sir? Uh, the game of the year. Uh, Fallout 4. Fallout 4. Mm. So, Matt Journey. I'm saying it right, yes? Close enough. Uh, now, I'll forgive the accent, because I don't better. think you can actually say it appropriately with your native tongue, sir. It's fine. 
damn it, Rotter, I blame you. <laughs> um, what is your HSN game of the year 2015, sir? Oh, it's Bloodborne. Hands down. I still got an expansion for that game that I barely scratched. So, yeah, Bloodborne. Cool, cool. I, I, the more you told me about it, the more I fucking wanted it. I hope you get a chance to play it. Like, I really... You... I intend to get my PS3 fixed up anyway, so... uh. Well, you can't. You, it's it's literally a PS4 exclusive. But if you ever get your hands on a PS4, oh, I totally intend on stealing one in the new year. I, so, uh. I I would buy you the game just so you would try it. Like, cause like I feel I need to preach the word. I appreciate oh, that. Uh. I appreciate that. Um, fucking yeah, no, I fully intend on stealing the PlayStation Four in the new year, uh, and hopefully not getting caught the way I did with Mortal Kombat Pogs. Uh, um, no, no, no. You don't want that clerk coming after you. No, no, you don't. Although, at least you could beat a man with a PS4. You can't beat a man with a Raiden Pog. You know? Well, you could. It's not going to be very effective, though. Uh, it won't be good with little fucking ninja stars with that shit, man. You know? Bad paper cuts, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, my game of the... I'm going... Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> Like, Bioshock Infinite is a thing of beauty, but Sleeping Dogs I sank so many hours into and got into a bit of a... bit of Asian hip-hop. Um, yeah, I wish I knew what they were saying, man. <laughs> I really do. Oh, it's such you know. an easy language to learn. I don't know why you're not bothering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting through my Ramstein records to learn a bit of German, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going to go with Sleeping Dogs because... Uh, because it was all that the old true crimes games were, mm-hmm. and so much more. So much more. It was darker, it was grittier, it had some pieces that genuinely made me grip my teeth as I fucking pulled through them, because they were just so nasty. I thought uh, I thought the main character was phenomenal, I absolutely loved them, I loved this Will he, won't he turn to the dark side feeling that went all the way through it. And the gameplay was absolutely phenomenal. I can't recommend Sleeping Dog enough. Nice, very nice. So yeah, that is my uh, 2015 HSN game of the year. So, I think that just about wraps us up, man. Well, alright. I would like to thank you a hell of a lot for uh, not only coming on HSN's holiday show here, but coming on at such short notice as well. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, always a pleasure to be on your show, Spud. I, 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 one of the things I wish we had enough time to do on Sidecast was to like devote like a segment to video games. And just because of the format of the show, there really isn't one. Uh, well, enough time. Anyway. <laughs> More format. And, like, yeah, as yeah. you can see, like I'm sure your normal recording sessions do not go this long, but uh, I will spew at the mouth about gaming till the fucking cows come home. Always a pleasure, Spud. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. I, I, I once again, I really appreciate you coming in and uh, kicking some ass for the last six to seven hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been Jesus Christ, three and a half hours, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I reckon we could have beaten half the games we're talking about in this space of time, man. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. (laughs) Well, look, it's been a pleasure, and have yourself a good Christmas and a happy new year, and remember that Martin Riggs would win that fight. (laughs) And if there is any uh, kind of advice or knowledge to bring into that new year with you, it's, you know, 
put cinnamon on that polished turd. Give it a lick, see what happens. You can't shine turd, but you can drink it. Never forget. Folks. <laughs> that did. That's the headline for 2016. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks again, Spud. Take care. This is Tim McVeigh, and you're listening to Hit Start Now. Well, that just about wraps up another gear here at hitstartnow.com. For anybody listening, you can, of course, catch us at, at hit underscore start underscore now on Twitter. You can catch us at forward slash hitstartnow on Facebook. And, of course, you can catch us on hitstartnow.com. We've got this show. We've also got hitstartnow.com smack talk, which features competitive gamers from all over the world. We've had the likes of John Romero, Billy Mitchell... Tim McVeigh and Problem X on there. And on hitstandnet.com itself, you can also check out our written blurbs and editorials and a lot of written interviews. You can check out all our stuff as well up on giantmediaball.com. Now, just before I finish up, I want to say a special thanks to everybody who's helped out HSN over the last year. It's been a phenomenal year here. I want to thank everybody who's come on the show, everybody who's co-hosted with me, people from Son of a Glitch, people from Sidecast, people from WeTalkGames.com, and all the boys over at uh, Smack Talk as well, all the big players from around the world. I want to say a huge thanks to everyone who helped out. Of course, Girlfriendo as well for all the editing she does behind the scenes on HitStartNow.com, and Left Click Designs for all the design work on the site. Of course... My man, the sound lad, for hitting us some fantastic team tunes as well. He's done a Smack Talk team tune. He does the team tune we're going to have on the outro right here on HitStandNet.com's podcast as well. And of course, an absolutely huge thank you to everyone who's listened to us or checked out our YouTube videos, read our articles or anything else. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hopefully you'll join us again in 2016. This is Spud from hitstadnay.com signing off. Merry Christmas.